Town Challenge. Hello, and welcome to the Saladcast on Saturday, the 1st of October, 2022. I'm your host, Dan Train. Join me today, Zachary Burgess. Yep, the first of the month. <laughs> and Robert Kemp. I have been punched. <laughs> and also pinched, I guess. In, that, in the opposite order of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that's a thing, apparently. Yeah. Really... Is that okay? okay all of, theory all time. of those things are just excuses for children to beat each other up, right? Yeah, is that, like yeah. the yellow car one, or the, the <laughs> OK symbol like one, that. right? Or the circle game, right? The circle game's the classic. Uh, it's just like, just oh, what's that one? You look at that. That was such a pain. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of mine actually did that to me the other day, and I'm like, seriously? Really? <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> I gave him credit. They also uh, lost the game. I lost the game, like, oh, yeah. I just I didn't give me a chance to lose. I, I'd already done. Oh, and now everyone listening. Oh, well. Oh, well. I was immune from about a week ago when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> There's Sorry. a time limit on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I felt, I felt very old when that happened. I know. I know. It's like, my streak's been going for five years. Oh, no. My, my streak. At least it didn't bug out like my Wordle streak did. I was disappointed. I got it up really quite high, and it was well. I had a, a pretty much a clean month, Lost like where I played it every day. Because like, you lose the streak if you like don't play it a day as oh, well. No. So it's like um, I don't. So this I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd had a full month, and then it just glitched out, and like like I played and fired it up the next day, and it was just like, what do you mean I haven't got a streak? Ah, oh, that's not your fault. No. Or, so you you didn't lose one. You just I didn't lose one. No. And since yeah. then, I've cared a lot less. Yeah. <laughs> What time of day do you do your daily Wordle? First time I sit down on the toilet, honestly. <laughs> well, obviously. It's a good toilet game. <laughs> Not that many good toilet games, but that's one. I don't, I don't use my phone on the loo. Um, no, oh, Gnome, Gnome gets pretty grossed out when I, yeah, <laughs> whenever it comes up. Like, yeah, people do. I mean, it's, I, just like, it's, not, it's no real worse than like, well, what else am I going to do at this time? Like, no, I, can, I can read? It's no real <laughs> worse than the toothbrush you put in your mouth every day. That's in the same that's room. in the toilet constantly. And every time you flush it, it's not in the toilet. It's, <laughs> it's in the room the called the toilet. And like when you flush the loo, apparently like it aerosols yes. up everything into the whole room and probably flavours flavors your toothbrush. It can't be that bad, right? Like, yeah. the, like was, what was the phrase that like that we went did the rounds? Like it just like bursts poo particles into the air. Yes. Yeah. But, the, but then it shouldn't, right? Because the water's going down and it should like well, push it Or, all. you know, shut the lid when you flush the toilet. Or do that. I don't do that. That, that, would, that, would, yeah. that would also work. Yeah, my electric toothbrush brush definitely comes with a little clear plastic cap to put over the, the bristles, the which I do not use. <laughs> I think that's for when you're travelling, mm. rather than like just yeah, having I've it like a, Yeah, I've got like a full-on case yeah, that yeah, yeah. You, you can put the thing well, in. For, but fortunately for me, we don't have any plugs in our bathroom, so my toothbrush goes in my room. <laughs> yeah, well, when, when, it, when, it's, when it's charging, ours does, because yeah, we don't have a, um, uh, a shader, shader socket. socket. Yeah, so I had to get one a little adapter to plug in somewhere else. I just find they, when you have them, they always break anyway, the shaver socket. Things. Oh no, the one in my last house, or the ones in my last house were pretty reliable. Why do they um, come into voltage flavours? Like, have you, have you seen that? Um, have you on seen the that? shaver sockets. Yeah, they do, don't they? But I don't, I don't understand. Uh, yeah, because I just put it in the higher power one, but like, why? 
Are there two? I, I don't know. How much higher power is it? It's like double. It's, not, yeah. it's like double. You can get one, one voltage is it, is socket. It, is it literally reason. 230 and what, or 220 or something, or 115, 110, yeah. something in that range? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how it's labelled. I don't know. But I don't get quite The 230 what. ones are the new ones, though, right? Because it was always half voltage, because that was the whole point. Ah. <laughs> but, uh, was it the whole point? Because you, know, you have the lower voltage in the bathroom where all the water is. So is it that oh. if you plug in an, uh, a, an old device, in, an old shaver into the high power one, it's going to blow or whatever? But like a new Possibly. one can, take, can charge up faster if you. If you like, oh, I assumed, I, like, I don't know. I, 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 well, I assume I they're always I must not have... going to be low voltage because that's why they have the different plug shape. I swear I must not have cared and I've just plugged it into whatever and it's like I assume the transformer just deals with it probably like on modern gear anyway oh I'm sure it does but surely it, obviously it's going to charge faster if you can get yeah, it yeah I guess it depends on the on how it's doing the, the the step down to 110 is the actual current higher like because of you know transforming or is it literally just resisting it down to 100 how's that how's that what socket work yeah how does that socket work at yeah, all maybe it just doesn't draw as much power from but I, I'm like, why not put it in the high power one? Is that what I always do? But yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't know. UK electrical bathroom situation talk. I also like now um, always assume that the uh, the switch for the bathroom is outside the bathroom itself, the light. Oh uh, right, yeah. yeah, because it is in my one, and it is in most like modern. Yes, it is, it is in ours as well. Seem, well, apart from no, it is in the ensuite, the other ones have a click yeah, dangle you, cable. You've got the dangle cable, so I always go in your bathroom and I switch whatever it is the, the, that's outside. Oh, you push the landing light. Yeah, yeah, accidentally. Cause <laughs> the, I just one, the one that you never have to t- touch because it's automatic. Exactly, but I always accidentally have to turn that on and off uh, because <laughs> it's, it's in the exact position where it would be in a Okay, mod, next, time, next time you do that, I won't immediately assume you've got OCD. <laughs> no, 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 that's not why. Uh, I, I just assume, it's like, why is the light turning on? Oh, there's a pull cord thing of a jiggy. I don't really like those pool cord things no. especially the one in the downstairs loo like I always whack it when I'm coming out and it just like then whaps around for ages well, that's <laughs> just it's slightly badly positioned but you need it right next to the door because that's the you point do, yeah the you do need it right next to the door but it's like as if you just nudge it when it goes because yeah. then it swings around and then it hits the wall well, several times and it's just a like, clack 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 you can get then, a less heavy pull thing yeah I guess it's just it's, like a chunk of metal in your bathroom that is true not it, quite a chunk of metal it, but it's it, yeah it's, pr- it's pretty lumpy isn't it I suppose, yeah, less pendulum effect. Yeah. We have the exact opposite problem in our downstairs bathroom where people would never turn the light off because the switch is on the outside. Right, so you just leave um, it on. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I'm like, how, how have you not learned this yet? I mean, if you like, got, like if, when you walk in, you have to switch it on the outside. Do you not just automatically <laughs> press the switch on the way out? I mean, does she also have an extractor fan? Yeah, as well. If she can hear it. Yep. Yeah, because that's how we tell. Like, we'd be sitting down in the living room and just be like, what the hell's that noise? That's how I can tell, because yeah. it's directly below my bedroom. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, someone's fucking yeah. left the light on again. You can just hear this... <laughs> Although, honestly, I can't... When I'm wearing my headphones, I can't really distinguish it over the sound of my PC's fan right next to me, sure. so... <laughs> it's not too much of a problem. Man, that fan must have been spinning pretty much 24-7 for quite a few years. Yep. And it's only slightly squeaky still. It's still, <laughs> it's still got the mysterious, like, coming and going squeak, where it's like, sometimes it's just fine for ages, and then sometimes it just has this weird occasional squeak for ages. What? The no extractor many, fan or your... The PC. No, the PC. PC, PC fan. fan. Oh, yeah. But I'm just like, no matter how many times I've taken those fans apart and 
re-oiled them. Like, I don't... It's like, oiling them doesn't help, which is like, I'm... I don't know. I'm fairly convinced it must be like a part of the fan hitting a part of the case. Mm. It's not like it's on the on the axle or anything. Because mm. I've oiled it to shit. <laughs> All so of you, those fans, so even you, the one in the power supply. I fucking took the power supply apart and got to that fan. You did so, oh, seriously? Man, it's that wow. dangerous? Okay. Yeah, not that dangerous. Once you understand where, like, the fan is just like on the power supply. So once you've mm. taken the case off, you just like move that to the side and don't touch any of that shit, and only touch the bit that's the fan. Yeah, right. you just gotta be a little careful, right? Because it has. Residual capacitance, yes. a bit. so it's yeah. Um, I wouldn't recommend listeners taking your power no. supply apart, uh, but yeah, generally not. These days, you can get them that are like they have a fan, but it only turns on when it's when it needs sometimes, to. Yeah, yeah. mostly silent with a big heatsink. Yeah, though they're quite heavy, I bet. But nowadays, the case designs, they, the power supply goes at the bottom. It always used to be at the mm-hmm. top. That's where, that's where yeah. my power supply is. At the bottom. Well. Yeah, yeah. It's better. Yeah. yeah. Likewise. When did that flip over? Because it was always at the top. In, in well, apparently, yeah, sometime before 2012 when I got my PC. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. It, I think back then it was still kind of in flux. Yeah, like mm. you could still get both. Whereas, yeah, that seems pretty standard now. Well, maybe like it's standard in the cases you actually go and buy. Like mm. I don't know if you like just mm. <laughs> got like some OEM PC. Maybe it's still in a weird place, but like a, yeah, like an HP tower or something. I don't think that's. I mean, putting it at the bottom is okay, but I think the problem that I had with my PC, well, it's not really a problem, I guess, or at least it's not a noticeable problem, but, like, the fan intake is on the bottom, and it just, like, it's completely dust-encrusted because it sucks the dust directly off the surface that it's adjacent to. It's like, why is that? I mean, put the the other way around, put the intake on the back and the output at the bottom and blow all the dust away. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe, but the outtake's more important, right? It needs to be able to actually have clean flow out is it though because like the amount of flow is it's the same out of both of them in theory yeah i guess but it can suck from up from inside the case as well right because these things are quite because it's venti no the fan in the out the inside my case the outer case of the power supply is like oh, a solid it's just box. solid oh okay and then yeah. there's the two grills the one that goes out the back and the one on the bottom all right fair enough I'm tempted to go off mic and just peer into my case. <laughs> you <laughs> wouldn't be able to see it from there, I don't think. No, it's way too no. dark. Well, the fan is definitely on the bottom. I can see that yes. much. So, it's, yeah, likewise, it's probably exhausting into the floor. And, you know, or... if you have a more substantial carpet than Rob does have here, that's surely going to be a problem. Mm. You've got carpet going up into that vent. I don't think I've even got the feet on this case, because this case did have little feet if I wanted to put them on. Mm. Um Oh, I must have something. I can't have put it straight to carpet. I'm not that stupid. I wonder if, like... I've got a little foot. I can feel a little foot. I'm jamming my toe into it. <laughs> I wonder if, like... Do you think the power supply or all of the rest of the components in the PC puts out more heat? I, that's a good question, because the power supply is... Surely, the rest like, of the PC. Because where all the power is, right? So you'd think yeah. it might be... Yeah, but the power is for the processor. The power is for the processor, yeah. yeah. And I it's the puts out uh, the most heat. No, I bet it's the GPU. Well... It depends what you're doing. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> the GPU must be the... Because, like, that, that, they just have more fans on those GPU cards, generally. <laughs> oh. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that it puts out more heat. It might just put out more heat in a smaller space. 
I suppose when you're playing a 3D game, like a modern game or whatever, well, any kind of game, um, 3D game, then you, it's probably using the silicon in the in the GPU more consistently, like every frame, than the CPU is probably going up and down depending on demand a bit more. Maybe, yeah. There's a power draw. But then frame in most game engines frame rate is kind of a fixed thing and there could be less and more actual stuff to do per frame right that's true like it's, yeah, that's true it's, it's it's and same with the cpu right it's like so it is going to be moving around yeah that's true uh, assuming you're not running to the wire you know all the time and like assuming you can hit 60 and you've got three cycles to but then that's still that's still not helping us determine anything about the power supplies. Power draw, no energy. I mean, no. just like, like, oh, I mean, the GPU is like almost certainly the most power hungry part of your PC by a long shot, like individually. You got gaming, but PC, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing that I always like, always slightly confuses. It's not, well, it's not confusing exactly. It's like unintuitive about PCs and how they even work. Where it's just like it's a you have a power supply that's like fucking eight hundred watts or whatever. Which probably never actually draws Ridiculous, that much. Yeah. No, it, it, ideally it should never get near that. But the but like the whole point of the power supply is to take that ridiculous amount of power and basically compress it into like a twelve volt supply, but an insane, insane like current. Yeah. <laughs> so it can force the electrons through these tiny nanometer channels or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So that's like. It's it, you, it's re- really weird where you're like you've got this thing plugged into mains, but everything past that is twelve volts at most. Mm. Wasn't that news like recently that Samsung's down to like a three nanometer process? Well, they keep something? trying, but like it's all dependent, isn't it, on the man, TSMC or whoever the actual chip? Yeah, so that, that was, so yeah. that was that was the that was the part of the news thing, right? Samsung are doing it themselves, right? And they've got down to three nanometers in, and TMN. Yeah, in Korea, Korea yeah. and uh, yeah, TMNC, you know, the, the supplier to almost everyone, everyone. is uh, is currently hanging around. What is it? Six? Really? I want to say five or six? I something they like were that. In the lead, that's interesting. That something. Yeah, I think I think they've got prototypical two, mm. like TM two nanometers, but like they're not not usable. Whereas Samsung claim they've got usable. Meanwhile, meanwhile, they're building a whole bunch of chip foundries in the US, right? That will start going Yeah, yeah everyone's going to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Which will be fun when the power grid fucks up. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I'm sure they'll have, like, their own power plants, basically. <laughs> you would hope so. Yeah, you know, backup power plants to run. They'll just make them... They'll just make the factories wide and flat and then cover them in solar panels in Texas, right? It's... As if. <laughs> As if you're going to get that in America. That's what the Tesla factory is, right? The Giga because Tesla, In theory, yeah. yes. <laughs> and they're in Texas, so space isn't a problem. Unless, I don't know. But heat is a problem. Heat is a problem. Then you can convert that to power. <laughs> if Somehow. only. If yeah. only. Yeah. Yeah. Just to make every part, every surface black and then heat a thing. Nice. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of heat exchanger magic you want from like the, the, as if you're playing Austin not included or something mm-hmm. where you're just like here's all this heat coming out of my PC around. I can just run it through this machine that turns it back into electricity <laughs> and oh, yeah. there you go that would be helpful just suck all the latent energy out of particles yep <laughs> spit out some uh Absolute zero waste somewhere. 
more and more heat exchangers, though, isn't it? Like uh, replacing boilers, aren't they? The, the heat, uh, pumps. heat pumps. Yeah, yeah. That seems to be the thing. Um, I mean, it, sh- it should be way more of a thing yeah. in England where everyone has gardens. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't yeah, know why a lot of people have gardens. It's because they're expensive, well, right? It's, it's like they're, they're, they're not mandated to go into new builds, and also they cost. I want to say maybe five to ten grand yeah. to install. Really, yeah. insufficient subsidies, unlike say the pad. Is that so why the we had, yeah, them? but it's not really. A, no, it's, it's not, not so much anymore. Yeah, is that why we didn't have these heat pumps like in the past? Because it's not new technology, is it? But maybe it's just made now. It's maybe it's just refined to a certain good point. Or... Yeah. Because, you know, it's got to the point where they're chucking them in cars. Well, I mean, it's basically an air conditioning unit, <laughs> essentially. Same mm. same idea, just, mm. like, turned around the other way. <laughs> or, alternatively, it's both. You can actually have the heat pump system do both things, but you just, like, switch it. You just toggle it to mm. be, like, heat goes in or heat goes out. That would be good. <laughs> I'd like that. I'd like some aircon. don't care about the heat part, but I'd like some aircon. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, after this summer, I think people are going to start thinking about aircon in Britain for the first time. Well, yeah. not the first time, but just thinking more seriously. Should be built into houses. We should have taken the American <laughs> no, approach. No, it shouldn't. Heat bumps, yes. Actual air conditioning, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you can then like store all the heat you're sucking from rooms well, and I then mean, use that to power your house now you're talking then... about even more like where then where there's those super insulated houses where they're just like we use the house as a heat battery hmm. where it's just like we store i can't remember where what, what where that was i think the like maybe it was texas again but they were like we can dump heat through people's heating systems into their house when there's lots of energy and then you basically use the like the thermostats to just like maintain it for longer by just you shove it in when the energy is cheap, but then don't let them turn the AC on to get rid of the heat. Basically, mm. it was it's like basically power companies controlling the thermostats in your house. No oh, weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I like that. No. Yeah, as soon as we can suck the heat out of the air and turn it into power, we'll be good. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Not in any kind of efficient way. I even remember, like, heat pumps are, like, 40% at best, right? Mm. That's still pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's get, been getting better. And don't they just use, you know, latent ground heat as well, like, half of it? So well, that's why. That's yeah. That's where it that's comes. The idea. From. Yeah. Because it's forty percent of free energy <laughs> in essence. Yes, but you still have to you still have to put some of that some in, energy sure. into it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, it makes doubly sense for like out here to think about heat pumps where you know gas lines aren't a thing out in the country. Yeah. Do you not? You haven't got gas, have you? No. Nope. House. No, we don't have don't have gas lines available. So you're not, you're not that holding you're, to Vladimir Putin or whatever. No, but we still got to get oil. <laughs> yeah, I guess. We are. I think Rob, we're like slightly 
overemphasizing Rob's countrysideness. I mean, we're not as we've previously but, talked yeah. about several times, like me and Rob live about five minutes apart, and yet somehow we're on nearly completely different utility networks. Yeah. <laughs> this is more country than than yours. You're more in the quote unquote. We're, li- we're literally village. like five hundred yards apart, and there's yeah. just a railway between us, and that's it. Oh, and a river. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess a railway is a significant ob- obstacle. It's like when they were doing the SimCity of this, the the you know the the gamer didn't pull the the, the yeah. gas line down. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Go under this road. Left, yeah, yeah. They didn't. They didn't bother around here. I don't. Don't know why. I guess it is only like a tiny little collection of houses, really. Well, here, yeah, but it is but only like right adjacent to an actual town. It's not, yeah, it's, it's not yeah. far. I wonder if they've got it down down the road at Aldercar Farm, which is also like half a mile away. Like, I wouldn't have thought they have. I mean, I'm. I would assume that it is just because the railway and the river are right there, so it would be going more under. inconvenient to run the network through that. Yeah. Although the power one doesn't make sense. I think because the power line that I think is the power goes over. Yeah. yeah, the power line that is apparently connected to my house is on this side of the railway, at least. Huh. <laughs> yeah, the power to us definitely goes over the river. Um, in some terrible-looking lines. Or at least part of it. Also, I didn't have water yesterday, so that was fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's the water disaster that's been going on around here recently, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, everything's lost, exploding. I, I lost water in London once, like, because there was, and, and I, I was like, hmm, there's no water pressure. And then I went to work, and then I started seeing the pictures on the news of, like, streets that look very much like my street, completely <laughs> underwater, <laughs> like, really. And luckily, it was a few streets away from me. But yeah, the, 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 it, the main burst or whatever but I was in a basement flat at the time I was like mm, <laughs> this is not good I think there was quite a bit of damage to basement flats on that on that street when that happened so sure. and I think it's still blocked off there down there it's years later now like um and they still haven't like presumably they, I mean they've they repaired it quite quickly but why there's that street is still blocked off I'm not sure I don't mm-hmm. know with, but with like uh, hoardings that say Thames Water and stuff like that. Hmm. It's near Finsbury Park. I saw a bit of like a, you know, a ground fountain yesterday. So, you know, <laughs> it can't have been great. Spurting. Yeah. And a, and a guy in a very dirty white boiler suit with a, with a massive rod. Not, you know, <laughs> careful. As it careful, were. As it were. Careful. Wink, wink. Yeah. Um, Sticking into the ground and uh, him just taking a little step back at it and sort of putting his hands on his hips and going. <laughs> well, <laughs> judging by the state of the road up there, it does look like that kind of situation. But I don't understand why they dug a hole not where the water was coming from. Well, they must know what they're doing. They fixed it, know. didn't they? Yeah. No, they haven't fixed it. Well, I mean, I, I mean we've got water here. No, water. The water's on, but it's not fixed. Yeah. <laughs> you can look in that hole up the road and just see the pipe that is leaking directly into this hole. Right. And then slightly, as I said, when I was walking up here, I noticed slightly further up the road, another house's main line appears to be leaking as well. Because <laughs> like they'd already, they fixed one leak, which made this new leak, and now in the process of fixing this new leak, it looks like they've made a third leak. <laughs> you reckon it's like some kind of like, I guess because while they're redirecting it, some pressure buildup happens, and then yeah. and then finds a weak point some on extra pressure on the rest of the network, and then yeah, just propagates. They fix one, and then it finds the next weak point, and on it goes. And I, I'm 
All we can hope, or I mean, I don't care, I guess all Rob can hope <laughs> is that after they fix this one pipe that's leaking, they actually fix that other one at the same time. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can very much see a bureaucracy situation happening where it's like, well, that one's not in our zone of work, so we, oh, we have oh. to leave and come back. I, I mean, I, I mean, I think it's all angling and water. Right? Well, yes, yeah, so obviously. I, don't, I, don't, I hope that's not a, not a thing. But also, uh, I mean... At least I have three toilets in this house. That's what I'm saying. I get you get you get three flu- you get three flushes. All right, then, with the stored yeah, stored system water, okay. and then you're out. I never thought that before. That's how much backup you have. Yeah, I was drinking Coke all that afternoon because I had a bottle of Coke. Could yeah, be. but sugar crash after. Oh, it, was, it was Max. It's, it's Pepsi Max, not Coke. I suppose <laughs> it's also not Coke. Okay, uh, so I was getting my aspartame fixed. Yeah, great. Aspartame crash. Yeah. Clearly never. <laughs> That was my house grouse, I suppose, for the week. Uh, what's the opposite of house grouse? Because you got some uh, fancy carpets going on. Yeah, well, yeah, I think we mentioned that. Did we mention that house one? Plush. Yeah, got a plush. <laughs> house plush. Really house very plush. I didn't get to uh, put my feet on them yet, so until then. So. House mouse? <laughs> Positive, Positive mouse? Think, yeah. No, a house mouse is a bad thing, isn't it? House house spouse. Spouse. <laughs> house, my house spouse. Well, yeah, I suppose I am a house spouse, so as is no. No, with an E, a spouse. You're talking about your house. Espouse. But not uh, house espouse. <laughs> that's good. House espouse. Well, yeah, that's what I was doing. <laughs> I was espousing the benefits of your... Well, and if the water main broke, it would be a house douse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you avoided the house douse. Didn't avoid the house douse. Yeah, we got some fancy carpets. I still... I can't help myself now. It's become a habit that every time I walk into my bedroom when I'm walking along that carpet, I just say, sponge, 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 sponge. <laughs> oh, sponge, Great. sponge, sponge, It's a thick pile. <laughs> it, it is. That is a pile. It is well shag. <laughs> it is well shag. I just don't know what the meaning of shag is in, like, in, in the realm of carpets. Does but. shag have, uh, is, is, can describe a number to, is that a quantitative Quantitative property? what, like tog? Like a dude, like, tog, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, this, this carpet is 12 shag. <laughs> well, all shag is just like... 15 pile. All shag is just like one of the numbers on, like... Pile and then shag. Like, right. it's, a, it's a, a scale that goes further up than... The, qual- the qualitative scale. Yeah. Like, well, so is it like just a pile and then shag pile and then <laughs> just whoa, pure shag. shag. <laughs> All right, back to the shag pile. Yeah. Shagwar. <laughs> shagwar, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, I think it's up in possibly in shagwar range. <laughs> it's it's well flush. It's like, does just straight fur come off after shag? <laughs> <laughs> you just have a literal fur carpet. Or does it become like trampoline? <laughs> Is that the step where it's just like it's, it's literally bouncy? I was thinking you can't get a fur carpet, but you can get a fur rugs. Yeah. So I don't see why not. I mean, there's I several mean, reasons you wouldn't. I mean, want an entire fur carpet. It's a bad idea, but yeah, I, think I mean, money do. and Peter will be giving you a call. Oh yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, it can still yeah. be fake fair, but if you spill anything on that, it's going to be even more of a nightmare than it's carpet. It's carpet. already bad. Yeah. I mean, I. I I mean, I did that. <laughs> like, I, in the middle of the night, I my, like I rolled over and my hand whapped a glass off my bedside table. Like, You're whapping like, everything at the moment. Within, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm whapping my, my, my bathroom cables and whapping my drinks off bedside tables. And yeah, so that was like a... It was like within the first week of us having it done and I was like, just audibly in the middle of the night, just, for fuck's sake! Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that's only water, it. right? Uh, I mean... When do I only have water? At night, while you're sleeping, I would hope. I mean, I don't just have 
have like Coca Cola next to my bed or or or, or a tinny. <laughs> no, it's like a, tinny's in bed. It's, it's, it's like black currant or something, yeah. like or orange juice or you know squash. Squash. I always drink squash. Every circumstance, squash. Except right now, which is beer. <laughs> well, and also squash. And also squash. Yeah, my backup <laughs> beverage because I'm a fish. Squash. They stopped making the squash with the with the high juice with the sugar in it. That marks that. You mean the good stuff? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always used to look because they had the bottles are almost identical. There's the no added sugar one and the the, 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 <laughs> the lots good of added sugar one. Yeah. <laughs> the no added sugar one has a little blue stripe on it, but now mm. they've just got rid of them and now they only have and they're like new flavor, but it's like or new new recipe, mm. but it's like you can only get the. Uh, the so, so they're not not as good. Uh, well, no. I think that it's the end for high juice with because of the sugar tax, presumably. Yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah. but they're only getting rid of that. Like, yeah, that, that's like trustonomics. Regu- reg- <laughs> regular Coca Cola might become a come a normal price again. We wouldn't have to pay thirty p more at McDonald's. I, I, yeah, well, we'll see which of these ridiculous policies actually last. I actually think the sugar tax is a good idea. I'm happy to pay more yeah, for it as long as I have the option. Yeah, like, what I'm annoyed exactly. about is there's no option. I mean, it works, right? Yeah, it, it definitely I, I'm, works. I'm really pro sugar tax, and obviously that's stupid to get rid of. But obviously, I mean, this government, they're going to try. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know why. It, like, it should, in theory, it shouldn't really affect the companies that much but it does because they like because they lose sales on those products right it's, it's, yeah, the, but... it's, the, it's the companies that don't specifically do sugar-free type stuff like because like what, uh, yeah if, like the if... mars company might struggle a bit right because chocolate bar i guess they just make the chocolate bars smaller and do shrinkflation yeah, that's on what them. they do shrinkflation yeah. it shrink it but up. if you've got if you're making both sugar low sugar and normal sugar then like that shouldn't really affect you no, right? because you're guess, just you're getting more money for the people who are still buying the sugar one but there might be less people buying that than there are the other one now i wonder if it like actually cost is like like well, non-alcohol beer that's actually harder to produce yes right? presumably it does cost them more money to have separate manufacturing lines sure yeah. <laughs> but if they were already doing that anyway then that's well, i mean if they're cost. gonna if they're gonna make pepsi raspberry then sure that's their own fault <laughs> <laughs> what I find weird is how they do the. It kind of makes sense, but how they do the shrinkflation specifically on the sugar tax product. So, like, you can have a, a three thirty milliliter normal size can of Coke Zero on the shelf, mm-hmm. but then if you want full fat Coke, it's the small. Oh yeah, they the did actually milliliter can. They did actually change uh, the can. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, but they changed the price on the bottles. Like the, you know, yeah, the yeah, yeah, of course, bottles, because they stay the same, same five hundred milliliter size, so they're more expensive, but. But, and and on the big bowls, right? There's still the two liters and the right. Well, except Coke have like a billion different sizes now, and you have to watch out. Like sometimes it's the two liter bottle, sometimes it's a one point five, and then you get the svelte, nice looking one point two fives look way bigger than they should be, but they're not. They're not really. But like, it's convenient. But plastic PET bottles are not the right thing for a carbonated beverage because it literally leaks out the the, the fizziness like uh, without with it when it's closed. Like uh, by the <laughs> you're time not drinking it fast enough. Yeah, yeah, that's by, the answer. By the time you drink, oh, well. I mean, as Rob well knows from drinking flat beverages for many years, <laughs> I am I am educated. Doesn't get through it sufficiently quickly. Yeah, but. That surely it's losing carbonation just sitting on the shelf compared to a can. Not yeah. as I mean, much How much as... does it just sit there for? How yeah, many, I guess. Yeah. That's, 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 that's that I assume that's what the best before date's for. They're definitely not as... Because like, it probably doesn't go... like Their best before date is probably well before the beverage is actually like Flat. Yeah. unfit for human consumption. Oh, yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone knows that glass bottle Coke is the best, but... <laughs> you can't, Somehow, yeah. You can't Somehow. do that. And, and that's still a thing. I don't think they... 
that used to be the trick, right? You get, if, if you're ever eating at Frankie and Benny's, because they had both. Um, uh, ask for the bottle. Yeah, ask for the bottle because they had both the both the the post mix stuff and the bottles. And it's right. like I want Coke, but from the bottle. You know, and then you get the, the good stuff, the post mix. And, and at that point in time, there wasn't actually really a price difference. Yeah. So That's asking for the bottle actually kind of worked was just the not, better choice. And it's like, why would you do this? <laughs> yeah, strictly better, as they say. Mm. But now I don't think that's true. I think the bottles gained an extra, like a premium value to them. Have you seen like the fancy cokes they do occasionally, like like Coke as a drink mixer? Yeah, I did see those. They're I weird, can't be they to try those. Yeah, they look know. like they've got like a vintage label on them or some sort. Yeah, they're trying yeah. to like so many weird. They try to make it like like it has cocaine in it. Actually. Posh them up somehow. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, that's what I'm saying. They're going. They're trying to make you think that it's going back to the old school, but they're never, they're never going to really <laughs> this do is it. Prohibi- <laughs> no. This is prohibition era Coca Cola. <laughs> but a lot of the alcohol in prohibition was probably pretty bad. Oh, well, moonshine, obviously, just going. But even like Canada, Canada Club whiskey or whatever, I bet it wasn't very good. Bathtub gin. I suppose no one cared. I mean, some gins actually still advertise themselves as like, this is a bathtub gin. <laughs> like, I think that's a thing. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Okay, this is a podcast about video games. Yeah. Or uh, t- about food, as usual, because <laughs> we can never stop ourselves. I mean, it's Domino's night, so... Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is. We're already thinking about pizza. Get hype. I mean, I haven't... We didn't have pizza last week, and I haven't actually had pizza since the last time we had pizza. So for me... <laughs> That's rare. I'm on edge. Yeah. I'm on edge. You I've got the shakes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't had... Well, yeah. actually, in fairness, the burger I had last night had quite a large amount of cheese in it. But, but, <laughs> so it was always a pizza anyway. <laughs> As always, <laughs> to take the bread off, it's like a meat-based pizza. It's <laughs> a pizza level. Yeah, isn't quite there. Need that fix. So yeah, get hype. Pizza and bad. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Blockbuster movie. We've, we've definitely got to find a bad movie. Yeah. Word. Well, a bad good movie, right? It's, it's the thing is, you got to find the bad good. Well, that's really hard. Like a yeah. I mean, National Treasure like came to mind as something we should probably rewatch because it's it's bad good, right? I don't know. I haven't seen well, it. Well, yeah, maybe the first one. Yeah, <laughs> it goes into just bad after that. Well, I, oh, I don't. I've never seen the second one. In fairness, I've only seen the first. Did he do it? A bit of my head is now going. Did they do a God in sixty seconds sequel or something? Was it like? Was it? I assume it wasn't Nick so. Cage. And like, you're just getting confused with like Fast, Fast and Furious. Furious. Yeah, yeah. I probably. Yeah. Maybe we should yeah. just work our way through some of those Fast and Furious films. I think. I mean, I'm all up for that because yeah. I legitimately enjoy Fast and Furious. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I think it's. Well, good. I enjoyed Gone in sixty seconds actually. Yeah, no, it was quite they, good. They, they, it's a good film. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was. It's not good, bad. Like no. that's just straight up good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, some of the fast films could definitely be considered good, bad. But actually, like, I think I want more on the side that they're just good. I mean, they do vary in quality somewhat, but they then change in, in, yeah. in tone. I haven't seen the most recent one, I don't think. I mean, they've become this, like... And I've lost track of what number that is. Fast 8, maybe. Right, because they always have to have some weird variation on the title. Yeah. Yeah. I think at one point they did just drop it to being just fast, and then they went back to Fast and Furious, and then Just but Furious. It was, but it was the oh yeah, did they do a Just Furious? They might have done that. 
Pastorero and Furiosa. Furiosa. <laughs> I haven't seen Tokyo Drift. Ah, okay. That, that, yeah. That's a blind spot. I haven't seen Tokyo Drift, but apparently that's like the worst. <laughs> right. Like okay. by, by quite a way. The only thing I have stuck in my head constantly about Tokyo Drift is that goddamn Rocket League goal music <laughs> that is playing all the damn time. Oh, that Tokyo! Drift, drift, drift. <clears throat> video games. Video Rocket games. Rocket League, we did it. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's happening in video games this, this, these last two weeks? Nothing. Very little. Puffin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's a... I, I, <laughs> it's a seabird. A semi-game-related story, I guess, about something that I was doing last week. And also, I guess, related to real news of that Dan has partially mentioned just a bit ago about the state of the economy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I was, I, honey, I, honey, I shrunk the quids, right? Yeah. But oh, I, well, that's good. I like that. But I was, so I was thinking, for some reason, that combined with video games, I was like, I should pre order Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> because, what, like a physical copy? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was just like, oh, I can, I, if I go on Amazon, they have like their pre order price guarantee, right? So it won't matter yeah. if the company gets more fucked up in the coming months. <laughs> oh, I see. I was like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. And also I should just pre-order Zelda anyway. I guess I should, that's, you know, something I should, I'm, I'm going to play. <laughs> We're definitely going to buy it. Do you think Nintendo would go to the, I don't think Nintendo could get away with going to the $70 range. Well. They probably could for freaking For Zelda. Zelda. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but like. I mean, if any game's worth it, then. I mean, but consumer perception is going to be like, oh, but they're like a generation behind. It's like, there's, it's not so much at work, is it? It's like, there's the, the, well, the assets. <laughs> That hasn't stopped them selling ridiculously no, like hasn't. 50 quid stuff already. Yeah, well, I suppose you could argue that Splatoon 3 is an asset flip of Splatoon 2 <laughs> like for 50 quid. I mean, how much but, do they sell freaking Mario Kart 8 for <laughs> now? Well, Still 50 that, that quid? Has, like, yeah. extra content, though. Yeah, well, yeah, it's 50 it's quid, and that's got all the DLC from 8, and then some more, the deluxe version anyway. And then that course pass, oh, even if the courses aren't as good great. a quality as the... One's in eight deluxe. There's a lot of them. It's still a bargain. It's a Wii U game. Anyway, yeah. It is a Wii U game. They should make another Mario Kart. Yeah. But yeah, so I went on Amazon <laughs> to try and pre-order Breath of the... Uh, not Breath of the Wild. I'm going to keep calling it that. Tears of the Kingdom. Went on Amazon to try and pre-order it. It's not fucking there. And I was like... Oh, isn't it? Um, what? And then I went on to the... And then I, I turned on my Switch and went in the store. It's not there either. You just oh, can't pre-order wow. it yet. Okay. <laughs> That's unusual. So that kind of scuffed my whole plan. That is unusual. So Nintendo haven't even opened it up. No, apparently. I don't think you have to worry about the price of that game. I mean, that's, I think that's going to be that's going to be a straight fifty. There's going to be no way around it. No. Maybe, maybe ch- uh, top tip. Maybe check out shop2.net. I got my uh, copy of Splatoon, ten pound cheaper than everywhere else. But like, physical like, copy. Yeah. You know, check Am- in. Check in with them. Amazon is traditionally like. Well, Amazon's also good for release day. Like they, they, they are they good for that. Get it yeah. there. <laughs> I mean, and in fairness to again, also shop two got my Splatoon three copy day of good stuff. But also, I always go for physical copies as well because I my Switch doesn't have any space. <laughs> and, and my copy of Splatoon three from shop two also came with a squid shaped key ring that's up on my pinboard. Freebies. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like ten pound off and a freebie. Get in. They're bound off in 2p of plastic. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> but I'm, I was surprised that there's no pre-orders for that yet. Not even yeah. like, not even Amazon like 
pre-pre-orders where they they just put it up before the actual companies even tell you what the price is. Like, look, I'm not going to get behind pre-order culture, but like, I don't know, maybe it may matters more for a physical version than it does for yeah other versions. But I'm, I'm you know, hmm. not going to get super into that. But still, I'm very surprised. You'd think as soon as they announced it and gave it a hard date, they'd be like, and yeah. pre-orders are available now. Yeah. Like everyone else is. There was even a news post like a couple of days later on the Switch where it was talking about, I guess, the trailer for that game. And that wasn't even the announcement of pre-orders. It was just like, here, look at this trailer again. The question is, if they did open up pre-orders and you pre-ordered it, would you get some horse armor? Well, yeah, the, what, is, what is the bonus? Because they have done that. Like, Did they Did they do a pre-order bonus for something? What like, was that's that? not a very Nintendo thing to do, is it? Like pre-order bonuses. And to their credit, I prefer that places didn't do that. Well, um, no, I guess it, no. It, I guess it was pre-order bonuses for the DLC. It was like DLC pre-order bonuses. If you bought the pass, you get items mm, before right. they'd actually made any of the pass. Available. Uh, that's a little different because yeah. then I guess if the pass comes out, then those items would just be in it, right? Or well, kind of. Except they're still like unlocked. Yeah, by you, but you can acquire pass. them. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 kind of okay. Not exactly pre-order bonuses, no. but sort of. It's, it's like how <laughs> pre-orders like, of the DLC bonus. It's like how like when you like almost any what is it, Assassin's Creed comes to mind, right? And it gives you like some uh, like gear that is at the start of the game just makes the start of the game super easy until you eventually get gear that supersedes it and it becomes pointless. Yeah. And it's like no, don't do that. That's that's literally changing the flow of your game. <laughs> They probably could have got away with it in Splatoon, right? Because it would just be like a a, a a gear style. And then maybe if you could, like, then all other players could then order it from merch, right? So you couldn't earn it through the stores or something like well, that. They would let you get a pre-order bonus from the in-game mechanism. That would yeah, ruin but the whole you, point. you can make it real expensive and make it so you actually have to, like, earn it, but... I mean, did they not give you any, like, random bonus shit for having the demo, for playing the demo? No. Nope. Splatfest, I guess. Uh, no, I don't think they did. I don't think they gave you anything. Because that's they, the, they, that they, is they, the other thing that Nintendo do, do frequently. And they gave us, like, they, if they you, had some minor hooks for if you had a Splatoon 2 save. Right. But even that wasn't, like, like you got extra gear or anything like that. It, just, it literally changed dialogue in the game to be like, oh, you already know what you're doing. Well, well, okay. Skip tutorials. <laughs> No, they didn't skip them. Oh, what? <laughs> it just changed the wording. Because that is the very first thing you have to do in Splatoon 3, is play the tutorial. Well, it's what you have to do in Splatoon 2. It's mm. what they had to do in all of those games. Oh, and, you know, set up your the look of your weird. inkling and, and small fry, pointlessly. Give small fry a haircut. So Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Zach, Zach's so hype he's getting on the pre-order train. Well, kind of. <laughs> Not going to pre-order Sonic Frontiers? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm really hoping that's I mean, coming to I, I, pass. I don't have to. I'm just going to come here and watch you play it. Slash help you play it. Depending on what happens. I mean, I think we've said this every week since it's been announced, but the swell behind Sonic Frontiers <laughs> is increasing. Mm. Swell? The swell of hype. Yeah. The hype it's, factor. Hype train. Yeah, absolutely. Like, was it both Nintendo Life and uh, Good Vibe Gaming uh, posted videos fairly recently saying, 
we've played a hefty chunk of the, oh because egx happened right and i didn't go this year so like sonic frontiers demos were playable at egx in various forms so i think people went out there and got like some some decent play time with it and they were like this is absolutely good hmm. so i get hyped for sonic <laughs> I mean, we've, we've, been, we've been bitten before, yep. but get hyped for Sonic. Because, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you have to you have to think about that Forces demo. <laughs> yeah, because it was the best part of the game. And also, like, the level was like a minute long and you thought that wasn't the whole level, but it was. <laughs> but it was the whole level, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, God, Sonic Forces. Fuck. Go watch our video series. Don't buy that game. Go watch our video series. Yes, clearly. Clearly... Watching us play it is the superior option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For several reasons. And then watch episode Shadow. <laughs> yes, also. Because <laughs> everybody loves Shadow. Everybody hates Shadow. <laughs> uh, is there any other Sonic news? I think there's. Is there a new cartoon or something coming? Uh, yeah, still- yeah. Isn't that, is that. Did that actually launch. Uh, was it Sonic Prime? I think right. it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, some people have seen it on Netflix. It's not Netflix, on Amazon, but, is it? No, it's Netflix. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's weird. Um, it's not Amazon Prime, Sonic. Right, right, but, it's just called Prime. But no, but I guess Netflix picked up Sonic Boom, right? And they've got and yeah. Sonic X. They're like, Netflix are into Sonic, is, is what they're trying to say. Well, currently, until they get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can watch Sonic the Hedgehog movie on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> so they're sort of into Sonic. When are they going to get the old cartoons? Get them in there. Oh man, if they put Satam on. Yeah. I'd be so happy. All the other ones. Man, I'd even fucking watch Underground just to see what the yeah, shit that exactly, is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I've never seen that. I've only seen parts of it, but it's weird. I could do without the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Well. I don't really care. Uh, yeah. Not, I, I don't, don't, don't want to hear what is that, that what cluck, <laughs> whatever, the, whatever scratch. that scratch, yeah, go. <laughs> yes, you do. Oh, I've got it in my head. It's emblazoned exactly. there. I don't, I don't need to hear it again. But how are you going to know what the references in Doctor Robotics Me Be Machine if you don't watch that? <laughs> I mean, I watched it at the time. Sure. Because I was an impressionable idiot. <laughs> who's going to... Who's, <laughs> going to <Sachon. laughs> who's going to get an actually, like, legitimate upload of, like, Earthworm Jim? <laughs> So I could not have to oh watch my, yeah. my shit-ass, like, 640p video files oh, that I've got. That'd be so good. So good. It's like, did like, nobody know about the FM Doom cartoon or something? It feels like, it feels like just that. This is, I'm not really sure I'm into the phrase hidden gem, <laughs> but FM Jim might be that in that category. Maybe. Possibly. Heart, lungs, liver of a sheep, boiled <laughs> in its own stomach. I hate haggis. <laughs> I actually love haggis, but <laughs> yeah, it's pretty tasty. <laughs> but that was like a running joke, along with nut log. Yeah. <laughs> and Dune references. Well, I mean, that was a, it. Was a reference show. You got references. Yeah. Fear is the mind killer. Yep. Fear is the death that brings total oblivion. <laughs> Uh, what else is happening in video game news? Yeah, Stadia is shutting down. The M for like the Google Stadia for real this time, I guess. I feel like they've announced parts of it shutting down like several times. Well, I don't know if they 
Right. I don't know if they announced bits of it shutting down, but they announced closures of the game studios. Right. right. So Google, like, built a whole or bought, I'm not quite sure which, probably both, a whole bunch of game studios to work on Stadia-specific stuff. Uh, and I think those got shuttered a year ago, starting to put the, uh, you know, the worry in, which didn't sound too dissimilar from what's going on at Amazon, right? Because Amazon did the same thing. They bought a whole bunch of studios and it's not been going too well for Amazon. Well, at least they weren't tied to a second product, though. They were, just, they were just trying to make some games. Yeah, that is true. They were just making games. Um not trying to put it on stage. Although Amazon, hmm, Amazon Luna is a thing, right? And Amazon Luna is supposed to be their sh- game streaming service. I've got absolutely no idea how that works. I know but nothing about Luna. Twitch, so. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, game streaming to play, not right. game streaming to watch. Yeah, because mm. obviously they have Twitch. Um, it's the same technology, basically. I guess it's just with input. Streaming. Yeah. Well, Twitch has a delay. That's the problem. Well, right? yeah, that's true. Uh, like YouTube Ultra fast that still has like a five second delay um anywho yeah stadia's going away the good part of it is, is if, if you bought hardware and if you bought any games on the store you're getting all that money back which is real generous if you ask me i think that's well for the hardware yes for the store games maybe that was kind yeah, of required i guess yeah because you're losing access to something but like I don't, I don't know but that's always the risk isn't it right you're buying a license Whenever you buy any of these things, you're well, buying a license to a game. Technically, that's true on every platform, but Google yeah. was like a little more direct about it, and also, you know, with their subscription thing and all that stuff. Mm. Like we, 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 it had been said since pretty much the start of Steam that where where Valve were like, if we ever shut Steam down, we'll just well, they didn't. We'll give you a method by which you they can were just going to turn off the DRM, basically. Essentially, yeah, there is a method by which you can acquire those. The games you own and still run them. That's that's Steam. That's what Steam have always said. Um, but in this case, we actually get to see it in effect with Stadia. See what they actually see what they are actually going to do when they shut down. I mean, I assume in Steam's case, that's actually pretty easy, right? Because they already have offline mode. Well, yeah. So it's um, they just have to make that the thing. <laughs> so any game trying to use Steam works or whatever. Like, I just, mean, the problem is if there's any integration in the games, that's going to fuck everything up. But that's just like, oh, that's like just friend, technology like, in general, really. Like friends lists and things, yeah. Then it's on the game to do something about it if they choose to. Then I've got a limited window to do it, which yeah. means most games won't get updated, yada, yada, yada. Um, that is games, yes, unfortunately. Hey, and if it's a good game, the community will sort it out, right? That's how that works. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, or, or, you know, maybe there'll be the, if in this theoretical world where Steam is, gets shut down, maybe it'll get to the point where it's just like community Steam, like fake Steam fake servers. St- yeah, I mean, that might be the solution, yeah. Fake Steam. Uh, yeah, you'd hope Steam's not going away. It's too big. No. Um, unlike Stadia. Unlike Stadia. <laughs> exactly. yeah, I mean,. Here's the thing. Stadia itself, technology-wise, by all accounts, was decent. Assuming you had what is the requirement for any streaming service, a high-speed, high-stability broadband connection. Yeah. yeah. Um, the problem with that is that it only... <laughs> the problem with that whole concept, right, is that that core tenet, you need a high-speed, high-stability broadband connection, is not the reason to have streaming games, right? That's, like, why would you do that at home? when you can get a console that can actually run the damn game um, and you'll get a better experience because no input lag, no 
uh, you know, no vi- video corruption, no possibility yeah. of it being <laughs> super messed up. Yeah. Um, uh, other than, hey, I don't need a box under the telly, I guess. We need um, a different kind of box, but a much smaller one. <laughs> a much smaller box. <laughs> yeah, but need to get a new box because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all that. So it's like, aside from that, like if you're at, like the use case where it's like, I'm out on business and I'm in a hotel and I want to play games on my phone. It's like, oh yeah, but the internet's not going to be very good, is it? Mm, it's true. <laughs> um, yeah. Can't really do that. And it's like those use cases kind of fall apart. And it's like, that's the core problem of streaming services. And uh, when you're, when that's the only thing you got, that's a bit of a problem. Also that, you know, other things, Obvious things, their business model sucked. Having to actually just pay full price for games outright on their service wasn't a great way to do things. Subscription, Their pro subscription did kind of introduce a rolling selection of games, a little bit like Game Pass and PlayStation. Now that seemed like the preferable way to do things, but that was... Uh, the lineup was not as strong as Game Pass and PlayStation now, so that was a bit of a problem. Um, did have some exclusives, but like... Apparently there is a game no one cared about, so which is a, which is probably just because they were Stadia exclusives, um, and also they're entering what is, if you think about it, a pretty crowded marketplace. Like, I if you wanted to, to stream a game and you have an Xbox and you're already in the Xbox ecosystem, you're going to use Xbox Game Streaming or Project X Cloud. You're just going to because you, if you if you're a Game Pass subscriber, you've already got it. Whether you use it or not, you've already got it. Mm. Um, but that happened after Stadia, though, right? That did happen after Stadia, yeah. Well, I mean, it l- came out of beta access, I well, suppose. Yeah, I yeah after Stadia. Um, PlayStation Now was around before Stadia, but was pretty much limited to emulating PS3 at first, and then it became more of a multifaceted streaming service. Uh, over time and is now part of the upper echelons of PlayStation Plus. So those two alone, from a brand recognition perspective, you're going to lose to Stadia. Like, if nothing else is on the table, you're going to lose because your Xbox, your PlayStation. Mm. And no offence to the average consumer. People are stupid, right? <laughs> they look like, but this is from Xbox. Surely I want to do that. It's that simple. Um, finally, well, and also, let's, I don't want to uh, rule out Nvidia Shield. Nvidia Shield is still around, uh, or Nvidia Game Streaming, which started as a thing you would do on the Nvidia Shield. Yeah, um, but they have the advantage where you pay for a—I think it's a relatively cheap subscription to get access to their streaming service onto mm. your Android phone. I think, and it has access to everything in your Steam library. So it essentially logs in with Steam and you can play your Steam games on NVIDIA streaming. So you're not Ooh. buying anything from NVIDIA other than the ability to stream. Right. Which is a much better that's value cool. offer. Yeah. Um, just in general. Didn't know you could do that. I think that's how it works. Mm. Um, or one of the ways it can work, I should say. Uh yeah, that thing's kind of neat, and also I don't think Nvidia care all that much. It's like it's a, like in a weird way, like it's a, it's another service they run, but a, and it, I guess it just makes enough money for them to, you know, it's profitable, I guess, enough for them to just keep it running. Mm. But uh, you know, like they 
they don't they're not short of money at the moment thanks to the graphics card crisis so i, I think they can just ride whatever downturn they may have or may not have whatever and then amazon luna's turning up at some point so whatever's going on with that it's crowded i want cloud versions of switch games don't don't count those out streaming oh, yeah, is a yeah. thing on the switch um so yeah it's it's no surprises just no surprises i, I think it, i mean google loves shutting down services they <laughs> do doing it. it's their favorite thing to do <laughs> R.I.P. Google Reader. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Back in the day. It's their favourite thing. It's just a Sunday night for them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what, we're going to shut down today? <laughs> Stadia, that'll do. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, Is that all the news we got then? That is pretty much all the, the news. news. Yeah. I mean, Dunkey going into publishing, but, you know, <coughs> good luck to you, mate. Yeah. But I don't think anyone really... He's thinks, a comedian. Yeah, you're an in, an internet celebrity trying to do a thing. I guess if he's got enough money, he can make it work because he can get the right people and the right advice. Well, but maybe. it's just a person running a business. It's not like it's only because you know who he is that this is a thing that we're talking about at all. It's if it was just a random indie de- developer publisher that just turned uh, up one day. So that's a little different exactly. though, because most people are developers first and then go into publishing, which means they've usually worked with a publisher, therefore they know a bit about publishing. Right? That's kind of how this usually works. Like, someone coming in cold because mm. they talk about video games and review video games, not really the same thing. I don't, think, I don't think being a developer of video games would help you be a publisher that much. It would just, like, it's a completely different business, basically. Just because you know how the video games are made, that's got nothing to do with the publishing. Kind of, but you're exposed to one... You're, you're clearly exposed to that half... The half that touches you, though, right? The developer has to negotiate with the publisher to get money to make the game and then work with them to produce the marketing and yada, yada, yada. There's, I, I think that's more intertwined than at first, than you might think. I don't know if it is. I don't, well, I guess I don't know like exactly how much crossover there even is between publishers and developers. It seems like the publishers basically do the marketing and that's it. It's like the developers give them some JPEGs and that's more or less what they need. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's way more than that. It's, it's, it's a to and fro, right? I suppose it depends on the publisher. Like if the dev house can do their own marketing, then the dev house could do their own marketing, but not everyone can. Um, so then that will be part of their deal with the publisher to get assistance with that or the publisher will drive that because they think they know what's best in their market space it still doesn't require any dev experience that's the thing like if, if all we're doing is not strictly dev in the word of making the game no like in the core point of like building the actual product no not at all you're right um but there will be people within that development studio that have to deal with the publisher and they know they will learn stuff yeah because it's a working relationship, right? You know, 100%, you know yeah. a bit about the other side from from being on. I mean, if you've taken side. them out for lunch, you'll hear stories. Yeah. <laughs> and what you're saying is that Dunkey hasn't been on either side because he's just no, uh, yeah, no. I mean, maybe he has some insiders. Who knows? But yeah. like, yeah. Well, good luck. Yeah, good luck to you, mate. And then Twitch. What was it even called? Is it called like Dunk, called, Dunk Pub? It's called or? Big Mode. Big Mode. Big Mode. Okay. Yeah. And then Twitch. Have- giving people less money and everyone's pissed everyone's going to leave <laughs> Twitch apparently they've decided that well basically it's a, it's a weird situation so the, like the revenue split on Twitch has always been 
So, like, that includes... Which isn't great! No, which is bad to start with. Mm. But that includes, like, ads and subscriptions. So, basically, any... Both the indirect and direct ways that Twitch streamers get money, basically. Mm. Has always had that revenue split. And then, in semi-secret, but not really because everyone knew about it, they had been giving, like, 70-30 splits to some of the bigger names. Like, specific contracts, basically. Oh, interesting. Okay. But they're not doing that any longer. <laughs> they're like, no, everyone's going back to 50-50, so fuck all these big streamer guys. Well, even if they were on a contract? Yeah, even when the contracts expire, they're gone. Okay, okay, that's that's that's, a, that's kind of acceptable. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. But, like, and, well, not entirely, though. There is, like, a secret slight modification to that where, like, for the first 100,000 views or subs... It stays at 70-30 and then goes down to 50-50, which is basically irrelevant in this terms because the whole point was that the people who well, had I mean, massive numbers were I the mean, ones getting the 70-30. I mean, 100,000 is still a reasonable number on Twitch. Yes. Like, but, uh, but still, yeah. But like the big people who would have been getting the 70-30 anyway were the only people who were going to hit that. Mm, and yeah. so they're still going to get less. <laughs> yeah, sure. But yeah, and then... Then, um, then for some reason, Twitch thinks this is good. Like they, the the, the framing of their announcements were like, "Oh, we, we're going to build a stronger community by giving everyone less money." It's <laughs> just like, what? what? <laughs> how? How do you think this messaging is in any way positive? Is this like like Facebook saying, uh, "Yeah, we, we're going to invest more money into VR by making it more expensive for you to buy, yeah, so we I make guess. more money to invest into VR." Yeah, similar. And they're also getting rid of the weird, like, Amazon Prime Twitch subs that you get with Prime. Mm. It's like some, it's a weird system where you just, you get, it's basically Amazon pays for you to sub to a Twitch channel. <laughs> mm. But they're getting rid of that as well. So, so well, even less money will be coming in and you'll be getting less of that money. <laughs> I assume it comes out of the pool of money that just Prime memberships must build. So it's well, probably, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's just a slight, it's a, like cost not. on top of the massive income yeah. <laughs> that they already have. You could argue it's probably not. It's not Amazon paying for your, your because you're paying for Prime, right? It's still well. I mean, yeah. yes, the, the money goes into Amazon's bank and then comes, and then back, comes back out. Back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it launders its way to the creators. <laughs> but yeah, so apparently, like you know, a bunch of people are pissed. But who knows if they'll if any movement will actually happen. But like everyone's like, oh, but YouTube streaming is starting to get good. Which I mean, they've been saying that for like three years. They or have something been at this saying point. that for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> what is it lacking, like compared to Twitch? It's community interaction and like backend feet. Well, not backend features because YouTube's backend features are way better than Twitch's. But it's more like the management of the community stuff. Oh, what like mods and yeah, mods and like subscriptions and all and like extra features for the chat side of thing. I guess. Right. Which people like me don't give a monkey's about. Well, no. But, I but guess, that's what I guess Twitch, Twitch communities I guess. are built on. How many cappers can I throw into yeah, the chat exactly. at once? How, how are we going is, to get is, all these emotes onto YouTube? Yeah, is the is the cap on cappers on YouTube a lot higher? <laughs> Would you? I don't. You know, you don't get that emote, or do you? I don't know. I don't <laughs> actually know how. Because in Twitch, there's like there's a there's the like global emotes. Of which you know, Kappa and all that mm. stuff. But then, like channels can like make their own, and there's a based yeah, on how big cool. your channel is, you can upload a certain number. Yeah, and you can lock those behind subs, subs and, and yeah. uh, like, and or certain like 
loyalty programs for your users like yeah. oh if you're if you've been watching this and you've contributed to chat this many times then you unlock these emotes for my channel yeah the gamified the chat but i don't know how much of that is in youtube already because i i there are well, even on youtube not even like live youtube just on youtube youtube there are custom emotes like you if you subscribe oh, to a channel really? you can get emotes what, from that well even in comment sections yeah in just regular comments huh i didn't know that so that already kind of exists <laughs> hmm. but i don't know about all the other chat management stuff but uh, uh, yeah apparently the compared if you look at the like i guess dashboard you would call it of youtube and twitch the youtube one has always been better just because it's the youtube dashboard which is pretty fucking ridiculous from the start hmm. had a lot of data especially compared to the twitch one which is ass <laughs> <laughs> And also the other advantage that YouTube has in general is just like the management of, of libraries of videos because obviously that was just YouTube's whole thing whereas in Twitch's case when they're trying to manage a library of, of pre-recorded videos their their library is a mess <laughs> and well, it's really difficult to navigate. How about Twitch constantly changed how that works? Yes, sometimes they've gone back and forth on like whether they're going to allow you to keep them Offline or anything, yeah. Or whether it's a time-limited thing or whether it's yeah. only for channels that are big enough or whatever. Yeah, which is not going to give anyone confidence on using it. No. But then even navigating through that system is terrible and it's like it's impossible to actually find videos you want to see. <laughs> but yes, so maybe maybe people will start moving to YouTube, but probably not. <laughs> I mean, what else? Well, do you reckon Microsoft is regretting closing Mixer? Yes, that is another comment that I've seen a couple of <laughs> people saying. We're just like, oh no. Mixer's just... time is now, oh wait. <laughs> yeah, we had this opportunity, except we came at it too early. <laughs> Classic Microsoft. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> so yeah, that's what's going on with Twitch, I guess. A Twitch. And then to finish off this, I guess, news section with not really a news thing, but a corrections thing, I guess, as a transition. Play I'm, corrections music now. I was slightly wrong about the Factorio, like, console versions being a thing like apparently this switch version was completely new so oh okay that would explain how it could run on the switch right well not just that but i meant like the actual development of the console interactions like the controller the the controller programming and all that stuff that i thought they'd done some work on before i think they maybe had but not to the purpose of actually making it it was more like a a just an experiment yeah a thing they tried at some point Mm. But yes, they, there was, it was just a recent blog post after the law after they you know announced the switch version. They made a blog post about it that went into the details of like here's how we went through the process of making this work hmm. and how we had to re-optimize it and all this stuff. So are those re-optimizations coming through, feeding back into the PC build? Do you think? Apparently, maybe not, because like the whole problem, one of the big problems with Switch is having to make it run on ARM, of course, because like yeah, completely different optimizations. But like, apparently, there might not be that much backportability, and also just like they didn't necessarily try to super optimize it for switch it was like we're going to optimize it enough that you can finish the game in a normal kind of playthrough but like pc is all about the gigantic mega bases which are way further than normal playthroughs right i see type, types of things 
So they're probably not... So it is streamlined in some way. Probably. Well, I don't think the game is different at all. It's well, maybe like, it's smaller. Like, well, like, I don't think so even... Enough to, you know, so it's like, or maybe rebalanced in a way that you could... No, I don't think... have to build these mega bases to succeed. Well, you don't have to. That's the point. Like, yeah. they've only... They've done enough optimizations on the Switch to make it run well up to the point where you'd finish a game if you were playing it the normal way. Okay. And if you try and play a mega base, it'll probably run real bad. <laughs> That seems sensible. But yeah, then they showed off like how the controller how the controller system actually works, like what they've got for tabbing through the ridiculous number of options on a screen and all that kind of stuff. Where it's because it's using the exact same UI as the PC version. Like they haven't actually except for a couple of sort of radial wheels, mm. like a couple of extra things along that line. But the, it, other than that, it's the same windows and you just have to move the cursor through them so that it's, it's all like contextual tabbing and stuff essentially so it knows like it know it knows what the most likely thing you want to interact with on that screen is based on what you were doing right interesting so yeah that's the that's factoria so all new controllers well i mean that stuff could probably port back well it, that's not optimized. it could i guess if like i go i don't know you want to steam link it to your tv i guess and play with a controller yeah I mean, that's what I thought was there already, but apparently not. <laughs> mm. Correction accepted. I mean, I could have rejected it and I'd be like, no, you were right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in the false truth. <laughs> but now I believe in the true truth. I believe in ancient aliens, of course. <laughs> so, games. Have you played any Factorio, Isaac? Yeah, I sure have. <laughs> okay, what have you been playing? <laughs> Victoria. Well, the thing is, like, after the last two weeks where I've been saying I haven't played anything, I I did the classic where I hit the point where I went from playing nothing to playing everything. <laughs> okay. So I've played a lot of shit this week for not exactly much time each, but... Bump a week. Yeah. And, well, I mean, it's all old stuff as well, but... I've, so I played Factorio, I went back to the, my... I, I changed save file again, like, I changed off the stupid nullius save file back to my space exploration solo save file, mm-hmm. went back in there and didn't necessarily make super much progress but i've i've it's taken a lot longer but now in this space exploration save i've reached the now i want to destroy my entire base and start over phase right so it's a lot longer to get there in space exploration but i've definitely reached that point where i'm like this all needs to get dismantled and rebuilt into a much better form hmm. <laughs> mainly because it's just like i've reached the point in space exploration where i've I've gone to like two other planets or moons, I guess, to get specific resources that I need to to do specific research to get to the point where I'd want to disassemble disassemble my whole base. Basically, I've got up far enough up the tech tree where it's like now I can reasonably redesign everything. But like the point of redesigning everything would be to like automate rockets, essentially. Because the way I've been doing it at the moment is all manual, where it's just like, I have a rocket launch pad on this other planet that fills up with stuff, but it it just sits there until I need some, and then I just call it in. Whereas if I now I can do it actually automated, where I can have sensors and whatnot to detect how much stuff there is at either end and like automatically send the rockets when it gets low. But then I need to automate making the rockets on one of the planets. So I'm like, oh, I need to make a... Rocket part factory, basically, mm. rather than the sort of temporary one that's built into my current base, which is way too low capacity. If we're assuming that I'm going to be launching a shit ton of rockets all over the place, mm. 
but then, then I have to move into like the next tier of science where I need like another new resource or two. So I'm going to have to colonize another different planet. And I'm like, well, actually, I should build this entire new base on one of the new moons that I'm going to colonize. But actually, not just because it's convenient to have to not demolish my, well, not immediately demolish my entire base, but also because I'll be there to get the resources. And also because slight savings on fuel because of Delta V. Like if you're launching off the moon, off a moon of the planet, you don't have to come out of the gravity well of the original planet. So you're saving uh, fuel. I see. Gotcha. Yeah. And I can move all my science labs into the orbit of that moon instead of the orbit of the main planet. And so, so you could effectively have a resource hub. Yeah, essentially. Is, yeah. Mm. But then I'm also thinking, like, do I even want to do it on the, one of the moons of the original planet, or do I want to move out to one of the further out planets that more in the middle of the solar system? Because that will reduce the delta V in total in both directions. Long term. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't think the fuel savings is actually that much. And also, technically, fuel is infinite because it's made of oil, basically. And oil is an infinite resource in Factorio. It just like oil wells just get slow as you use them up but they okay. always keep going at some level i mean not a great lesson for current no nope. the current uh, state of the planet but yeah so i'm like do i is it worth that massive amount of effort to save a small amount of fuel maybe not the rocket parts is the more important thing but then there's a like then i'm also thinking like the even longer term of like if i wanted to just get more resources because the thing is the starting planet is huge because the in in space exploration the, the planets are not infinite maps like it is in the normal factorio but the starting planet is the largest one so it has the most resources so you don't have to worry about because if i was building a base on one of these tiny ass moons that doesn't have much surface area like i might be able to build the whole base there but then i'd have to be shipping in all the resources so then I'm using more rockets and fuel that way. And like if I'm mining resources on a different planet, is it better to smelt them into plates first rather than shipping the raw ore? Because like plates are twice as space efficient as the raw ore, but then if I want to smelt them, I have to build an entire infrastructure rather than just shoving it into a rocket and launching it and then dealing with it somewhere else where I've already got infrastructure. So I don't know. It's a it's a lot of mid-game mid-game. <laughs> hell of a long time into a space exploration save stuff going on but I've just I've basically upgraded my original base with the logistics network now that I've unlocked it so I can right. I've reached the point where I can just basically have robots make all the buildings so I don't have to worry about that any longer no more handcrafting all the buildings just get made and then I just walk by and the robots give them to me <laughs> hmm. so I've, that's what I've mainly been doing in that base in preparation and then i can also link the logistics network to like a rocket so if i'm on another planet i can just like remotely tell the robots to load a rocket with buildings and then send them to me or whatever so that make building on another planet much easier <laughs> send me the building. i won't have to keep rocketing myself back and forth all the time hmm. I think like is it like a teleportation system like you still have to rocket yourself with the building yes or? you just yeah. you just get in the rocket and then and then ride along onto the landing pad mm. and then some of it you know you lose some stuff or it's a percentage chance of how much resource you're going to lose and you can use technology to upgrade that gradually mm. and occasionally the rockets will crash if you get really unlucky <laughs> what happens if you're on a crashed rocket the rocket crashes but like the capsule comes off I see. So, so the bit with you in it's still fine <laughs> but yeah it's just like 
it's got some weird like the thing that I've I've always been confused about because I've never got this far in a space exploration game is once you get the spaceships like they you can they're built tile by tile like you actually design them mm. and they they're a self-contained unit that you can fly between planets but as far as I understand it which is not is based on not very much information that like the spaceships when you're on them they have a travel time like you actually have to stand there and have the rocket fly uh, have the spaceship fly you around whereas the rockets are basically instant like it doesn't simulate travel time between the planets or anything hmm. the rocket just goes up and then it comes down to this other planet so that that's always confused me because it's like so how are the spaceships better <laughs> right because yeah. if there's any travel time involved that just makes them worse doesn't it hmm. i mean it, i guess they're fully reusable whereas the rockets are only a percentage reusable hmm. so you're not expending as much resources after you've made the spaceship i guess and presumably the maybe spaceships less, use less fuel. Or? Well, yeah, maybe, and also different fuel, mm. and also maybe the spaceships are automate. I think they're automatable, but I don't know. Yeah, I think they must be fully automatable. Like you don't have to be piloting them. Sure. So maybe you can just use the spaceships as like a basically a big flying cargo container that just ships stuff around. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah, just build one massive one. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's like I've never got that far. But the, so like the rockets are basically instant, and then you've got. The other alternative to transporting the stuff between planets is basically rail, rail guns, where you can just <laughs> right. fire them, fire the stuff between the planets, and that's also instant, but like much lower volume than the rockets. Mm. You can only do like small packets, and it's also like fairly energy intensive, obviously, because <laughs> you're charging up a rail gun. So, but then, like, yeah, I, it's like, I just don't understand where these spaceships are going to come in. <laughs> like, mm. what, where, what is the actual reason for this? Mm. when yeah, you could just one. rock it yourself I mean I guess well actually no I, I was about to say I guess you don't have to build a landing pad if you're in a spaceship but I don't actually know what the requirements are for taking off from a planet in a spaceship is because like a rocket when you, the first time you fire a rocket to a new planet it basically just crashes essentially it's the same mechanism because right, it's not, not got a pad because it's not got a pad to land on all the most of the cargo survives and obviously you survive so you just pick it all up and then build your face out of that. But then once you have a landing pad, all the cargo goes into the landing pad and a percentage of the rocket parts survive when they land on a pad. Right. So, like, that seems... Like, what What would a spaceship do if you land on a planet? Do you need, like, extra fuel to take off, I guess? Mm-hmm. To get out of the gravity well, maybe? So if you... Would it be totally fine providing you had enough fuel and then you'd be good? I don't know. To take off again. Yeah question we ask ourselves every day what does a spaceship do yeah what does a spaceship do what do it do <laughs> what happened though they do that though don't they <laughs> <laughs> so that's factorio um satisfactory had its update six which had a real goofy ass trailer but the trailer was appropriately goofy because it was basically about the boom box <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> where they've been what as so update six is uh, weirdly, the uh, update six is, I think, called the exploration update, but it's really about guns. Mm. The murdering update. <laughs> well, the thing, I mean, it does have some, like, actual, like, quality of life stuff that you would consider more exploration. Like, the way radar towers work has been completely changed, where they used to just reveal the map, which was kind of pointless, but now they 
reveal the map, but they also like show you what resources are in that area, which is more actually useful. Mm. Like, but satisfactory is a fixed map. Yes, satisfactory is a fixed map. So assuming you learn that so, area, yeah, you, you don't, don't need, need that. that. Once you know it, you just know where everything is. Yeah, and you have your scan device anyway that just tells you the nearest resources, so you don't necessarily need the radars at all. And then there's a few other changes to do with like enemy AI and. Uh, I know, like the to-do list got an update to function better. But then, so the trailer and the main chunk of this update is like different ammo types for all of the weapons, basically. They're trying, they've slightly extended the combat options, even though the enemy AI has been updated, but not fully yet. I think they're planning to do a bigger rework on the enemies in like the next patch, maybe. So, like this, all this new gun equipment and explosives and whatnot are still kind of pointless because it's like it was the combat was never the main part of Satisfactory. It's never sure. going to be no, the main part no. of Satisfactory, yeah. unlike Factoria, where it's kind of tower defensive. Because mm. in Satisfactory, you know, once you kill the enemies, they're just gone. Providing you, well, if you if you're building in that area, then they're just gone. <laughs> They don't respawn if if you. Oh, if, you, if you're not there, then or your settlement isn't there, they'll come back. Yeah, they will come back. They'll respawn if nothing. If you're not in the vicinity, or any of your stuff is in the vicinity, mm. I guess. But yeah, you can clear clear them out over time as you expand. Although I did notice that when I tried to load up my old save in update six, all the enemies had respawned even inside my base, <laughs> which <laughs> right. was somewhat unfortunate. <laughs> It was like, oh, that, well, I guess use these new equipments for a while to try out this new, all these new guns, except I don't have the stuff ready to manufacture any of this new stuff. Right, yeah. But yeah, and then the boombox was like the secret addition to this update, which is weird because, I mean, technically it's a, well, technically it's a piece of equipment. Like you actually equip it in one of your hand slots. Mm-hmm. So, and then you, you literally hold it on your shoulder, of course. Right. Classic style. But like it, it's technically a weapon, kind of like it has a weird turbo turbo base button that you could just make a shockwave with. <laughs> turbo base, that, that, that's good. That would damage stuff in the vicinity and like do a bunch of knockback. <laughs> but it also does act as a as a literal boombox. Like you you can buy some tapes in the in the store and play them, and they have they have like four tracks each usually. <laughs> so you've got like goat simulator music. That tape's free. <laughs> that mm. tape doesn't cost anything in the store. <laughs> you got the dumbass goat simulator music. That's nice. probably fair. But then there's a bunch of other ones. And apparently I hear there's actually like secret tapes hidden in the world. Like I think there's actually a Deep Rock Galactic tape somewhere. Sweet. Oh yeah, of course, because Coffee Stone published, Coffee Stone published Deep Dirk, Rock. Yeah. yeah. But then the other thing you can also do with this boombox, which is even more ridiculous maybe, is you can just put it down. Like, you can actually just place it and have it playing music in the world, mm. even though... Is it, like, annoyingly, like... Presumably it must be, like, in-world audio well, yeah, kind of thing. It is, like, Projection. A, a literal in-world. In fact, while you have it equipped, if you're holding it, it's playing out of one side of the speakers. Oh, no. <laughs> That's weird. But I suppose right. But then yeah. if you if you... If it's playing, but in your inventory, like you're not currently holding it, but you're holding something else, then it just goes into regular stereo. <laughs> it's like only while you're literally holding it is it simulating the fact that it's next to one of your ears. But if it's mm. still playing and you're just it's in your hot bar somewhere, it just goes back to regular stereo. <laughs> That's mildly annoying. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Unless they, well, I mean, 
that would only be cool if they like modeled that like if you when you when you're not holding it it like straps to your back or something so then it would be mm, yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty funny i think i'm that's one of the things i'm like i like, like it makes sense in some circumstances but like in world music can be quite irritating well, yeah, I mean, um, this music was never meant to be like... Because it never sounds as good as you want it to, right? That was the reason why you turn it off in Dirt 5. Well, sure. But, like, this music was never meant to be, like, you know, the real music of Satisfactory. Satisfactory already has music, like mm. atmospheric music, sort of. It's not really music music. It's, it is actually atmospheric. Mm. So it's like these weird little snippets that play occasionally or whatever. So this music was never meant to actually... And, in fact, I think they... I think in when I first tried this patch, it just doesn't like account for that. Like if you're playing music on the boombox, the regular music also still plays, which kind of messes with it. Weird. But I think in the patch shortly after when I tested it, they made it so you can individually chase the volumes of the regular in-game music and the boombox. <laughs> because actually you can chase the volumes of a lot of... That's one of the... Surely if you're just in range of the boombox, the in-game audio should just fade out. Yeah, well, Maybe. But that's one of the things that Satisfactory does, like... Satisfactory has weirdly good, like, accessibility options. Mm. I mean, everyone knows about the arachnophobia mode. Sure. Where the spiders just get covered up by JPEGs of cats. <laughs> <laughs> Which is brilliant. Unless you've got a cat. Phobia. Phobia, <laughs> yeah. But then you're probably okay with spiders, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> so there's that. But then there's also, like... I mean, they have... I forget what the what the very specific scientific term is, but they have like a toggle so you can turn off the eating sound effects for people who don't like that. Oh right, so the like non ASMR mode. Yeah, like anti ASMR. <laughs> you can turn those off, and then like basically in the audio menu under you have like the normal levels, but then like a lot of them have drop downs where it's just lists like everything that's in that category. So like there's the overall level for the for the volume level of equipment. But then in that drop down list you can change the volume level of like any individual piece of equipment. So if you think one of these pieces of equipment has an unusually loud or annoying sound effect, you can just turn that one off. Wow. That's <laughs> that's kind of cool. Well, and then that also applies to like factory buildings as well. So all the running noises of the factories right. and the belts, you can individually change the volumes of all of those. Huh. So yeah, it's quite ridiculous. But now you can individually change the volume of the blue box. <laughs> turn the music volume down, turn the blue box volume up. You kind of want... The turbo bass shouldn't be a, uh, a weapon. It should just be on. Well, I was hoping the turbo bass would actually affect the music i mean it, it, it's just a like wow sound effect it's mm. not it doesn't actually affect the music that's playing at the time <laughs> which is kind of a shame and also i when they when they show it in the trailer i thought that i didn't think the boombox was actually going to work as a boombox i thought it was just going to be a comedy weapon because i thought the tapes were going to be ammo <laughs> right because the way that they show it in the trailer specifically at the start he's holding a tape but you can't actually do that because the tapes don't exist as a physical item. Right, They're just a thing you buy in the store. Yeah. There is an animation when you change the music of him putting the tape in the boom logs. Nice. <laughs> so the, that exists. But then... <laughs> Does it have a reload animation? No. Or, a or a no need to reload animation? <laughs> oh, what, like an idle animation? Yeah. I don't know if it, I don't know if it does. 
Or like the, uh, yeah, I was just thinking along the lines of Dirk, where it's like, where it's right, like yeah, I, don't, the, I don't need to reload, but if I push reload, something funny happens. The sort of idle animations. Yeah. Satisfactory kind of has those, but only when you first equip a weapon, it has like a first equip animation. I see. So when you first pick up the boombox, it like looks at it. Oh yeah, kind of like how with when the you first find the like, uh, what they call the Promethean weapons in Halo, right? Right, and they assemble. You, you see the... Yeah, Satisfactory has those. I don't think it has any idle animations and there are I think you know I don't know if the boombox has one but there are a few like special animations like occasionally when you're using the like basically the taser the, the taser has like a free hit combo animation usually but occasionally you just get a random punch with the other hand instead of the taser oh, okay. <laughs> which doesn't make much sense but it's pretty funny yeah so that's satisfactory um other things also updated that I also then played a bit of. I went to Astroneer. Right. <laughs> Go for all the Space yeah, Factory the, games. Yeah. Uh-huh. They did another update, although it's not... I mean, it's a smaller update, but turning back on, like, the Halloween stuff. Oh, right. So sure. it, it, there was an update related at the same time. But I haven't played Astroneer since they introduced, like, trains. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't understand I, I still haven't seen that because I haven't unlocked it or whatever but like I don't understand how that's useful at all in Astrodea right. <laughs> to actually have a train network but then yeah so I went back in there and like the update was mainly just some small quality of life stuff where again every, basically every time that game matches it's quality of life stuff and it's like yes this game is gradually becoming way more playable than, mm. than it was originally it was a mess and now it's like oh it's just nice and no, it's just like a real game. <laughs> Although, as I said last time about it, like as soon as they introduced all those missions, missions that give you like rewards or whatever, it just made it way too easy to get through the progression of that sure. game. You're but, a real boy now, Ashtonir. But yeah, like the quality of life updates are just things like like research labs can pull research items from the platform they're on automatically, so it makes automating research much easier particularly if you've collected a bunch of the big research items that are like they're called medium size but they you'd have to fit them onto like a special platform essentially to store them so now the research can actually pull those properly into itself so you can set that up much easier and like you can toggle the directionality of power cables so if you want your if you want to have one part of your base on a separate power grid you can actually set that up and flip the direction if you need to, or just like make it neutral so the power flows both ways. Not that that's ever much of a thing you need to do. You usually just have everything attached to one big grid, and, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> Unlike in some of these other games. So that was the small bit of action here. Not mm-hmm. really much going on there. Um, well, exactly. I mean, there was Derg, obviously, still waiting on the... Uh, they're teasing the next patch more. Yeah, yeah. They've been showing off the four new grenades, which are not much in terms of being real grenades. No? <laughs> they're, they're stretching the definition of a grenade. <laughs> what do they do? Well, you've got... So what have you got? You've got the... Scouts one is probably closest to a grenade, but it's more like a homing boomerang, I guess. You just chuck it and it like paths through all the nearby enemies and electrocutes them, <laughs> which is sort of like a grenade. Yeah, and I guess it doesn't run out because it's a boomerang? Um, I don't know. It probably has ammo. Yeah, could it get stuck or break or something? Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Because you can recover the, what, when you throw the axes? You... Only if they don't hit anything. Oh, okay. 
they do if they do actually hit something the axes do just stick in them and then you can't get them back right i see even when you stick them in the floor and they walk into them well that doesn't do damage okay <laughs> if they're in the floor that means they missed and then so that's the scout one the driller has this weird like it's just like a bunch of sword blades like you check it on the floor and it just drives forwards and mows things down which that's i don't, don't think that's going to be useful at all but, no, it's pretty but, it, but it looks cool the engineer has a grenade that just makes a bunch of swarmer drones, like stolen, oh. stolen enemy tech. Huh, that's neat. Which is probably the most useful, I yeah, guess. Yeah, because it's damage and distraction. Well, yeah, I don't know if the enemies will target them. It didn't, doesn't oh. really show it that much in the in the video. How do they die? Like, they probably just time out, I guess. Mm. And then the gunner has the has the. Deus Ex power the Bulberry explosion oh <laughs> right right uh, only has a grenade check it on the so, floor and then it just <laughs> obliterates the facility with a million shots <laughs> so an actual grenade yeah well That's kind of grenade, but, but fragmentation but is it yeah, like a, it's a, like a frag grenade except not quite <laughs> is it like AOE from where you're standing then or do you literally still throw it no or? you still throw it and then like it sticks to the floor and then it like rotates and spews the bullets out so uh, I assume it's... Like a landline. Yeah, like a landline, kind of. Yeah. So I assume it's going to be like... So is it proximity sensor or... Mm, no, I don't go. think so. I think it's probably just as soon as you hit it. But I assume it's going to have essentially infinite range, but then like inverse square damage. Sure, of course. Like the bullets will just go until they hit something. Yeah, so like, yeah, stuff near far away isn't actually going to get all that damage. But, but it will stuff like... close to it is going to... Get a lot of bullets, but then you will potentially be able to hit like flying things with it by uh, shoot by chucking one under them and then just having the bullets spew up. Oh, do they, oh, they can they can actually get. I sort of for some reason in my head I saw it as like a, a, a fully horizontal column. <laughs> no, it's like a half sphere. Hmm. So it might might be able to hit flying things relatively easy, especially because basically all the flying enemies have their weak spot on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, that could be useful. But I do wonder if it might be incredibly overpowered if you like put it directly under a big enemy, so all the bullets will hit it immediately. <laughs> yeah, maybe that might be quite powerful. Like on a dreadnought, just stick one right underneath the weak spot at the back and just kill it instantly or something. <laughs> Who knows it, what the balance will be? It's open, and they've also slightly continued teasing what the new maybe environment, maybe mission type is. For the next for the next update, the theory was that that people had is that like it, maybe it's a surface mission, like on the surface of the asteroid, because one of the early teasers l- seems to show looking through like a helmet, maybe. Hmm. But I don't know about that because I mean, what what would they even be, be on less the surface? Because co- it would be less complex to make levels. Well, it? yeah, but what would they even be on the surface? Mm. There's way more interesting environments underground. And then there's another theory that, that that this environment might not actually be on the original asteroid at all. Like there might be a second asteroid or these two. Yeah, or a different planet or something. But then this recent most recent teaser, they're like, and here's some new equipment that you're going to be using to deal with this new thing. <laughs> but it, the thing is it looks like the one of the things they showed looks basically like the breach cutter. Oh. But like the breach cutter was something originally in the law, right? It's a because it's one of the engineers' weapons where it's 
or sort of like the sludge pump on the driller or like the wave cooker which is like the it's it's a gun that was made out of non-gun things basically Oh, which see. is you know right, yeah. Cobb- cobbled together yeah cobbled together like that's why the breech cutter is called the breech cutter because it's not really a weapon as much as a cutting Mining device tool. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the thing they've shown it doesn't really work very well at mining well no that doesn't <laughs> at all but the thing they've shown does look sort of similar to a breech cutter it has the same shape so I'm like well what does that mean are we going maybe it is going to be used for mining maybe this is like <laughs> the original yeah. breech cutter yeah when it, before it got turned into a gun, so it's, so it's a traversal thing, maybe, or or it could be a skin for the breech cutter. Like this could just be, they well, could I mean, be showing probably. the skin yeah. of the gun as a hint to what the environment that we're going to be going to is, or it's just a season three skin. Yeah, well, I mean, you would expect the season skin to be related to mm. the thing if they are going that way, like the robot skins in season. Two, I guess, or was that one? I forget which way round. Yeah, it must be two. Because one was kind of the weird tribal-looking things. Oh yeah. Well, if I remember that right. Yeah, they were still robot-related, but not as directly. Yeah, like less neon. (laughs) Right. I haven't actually used any of the new skins I've unlocked. I haven't unlocked many, but like I didn't realize they were neon. They just kind of look a bit orange in the. Oh, no, no, those ones are different though I was I meant the the DLC purchase skins that uh, are related to the season right gotcha. those were specifically robot design ones gotcha yes 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 so yes the next season of Derg is rapidly approaching I forget what they said the day on that was yeah don't I was it, was it November maybe they're teasing this a bit early <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only a month away now yeah, but if they're teasing stuff like this where it looks like, you know, final product, especially for the grenades, which appear to function. <laughs> yes, but most stuff looks like final product for a long time before it's actually ready to go. Well, sure, but then I, what, I'm, what I mean is, like, if they're going to be still working on the actual, like, mission slash environment stuff for a lot longer, maybe you should, should have teased the grenades as soon as this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to hook you somehow. And then I played some Rocket League. And I was, I've been out in such a lemon session on Rocket League. It's been annoying. I finally managed to recover some non-lemon out of where I am. Oh God, it's, it's because like it's partly because the, the the weekly challenges so far. The entire all of the weekly challenges for Rocket League season, whatever this season is, yeah. eight, I guess they're calling it the street season. Yeah, they just require you to play casual, like and not ranked matches. So you get people dicking around or leaving matches or just right screwing things up. Yeah. Or just not being, or right, because I guess casual is the place where some players go to like learn and try, like like legitimately try new techniques that they're trying to pick up and things yeah. like that. Be a bit experimental with their game, which means nobody fucking defends. <laughs> so it's left to me, and I'm not great in defense. Um, I'm not great anywhere. I'm a, I'm a bad Rocket League player. I am the lemon. But like, uh, but yeah, don't leave me to it, guys. Contribute. Well, I mean, that's how I feel like about. That's why how I feel like about Rocket League, all in ranked or not unranked. Like, like no one, no one is any good at defending, and that's mm. why I'm always annoyed by it. Every time I'm upfield and both my teammates are back, I'm with you. And they yeah. come, well, no, they're both. 
if I've just made an attack but the ball's gone past me and both my teammates are back and they're in the corner dealing with ball and yet neither of them can manage to make a single defensive play or clearance right, and, yeah. I, and then like the number of times where I'll drive the entire length of the field while my and teammates then, are dicking around in the corner and then I'll be the one to make the save it's like uh-huh. why does no one know how to defend uh-huh yeah I think I've been getting that feeling a lot of late and it's like I'm sure my casual rank can't be great you know the internal well, yes. secret casual rank I'm sure that can't be great but like god getting the five casual wins needed like that doesn't sound like a lot right yeah no but it took me fucking hours <laughs> lucky for me I don't have to worry about that because I play much more Rocket League so I can get away with skipping those <laughs> those yeah, extra that's true. XP. that is true I need those <laughs> I need those challenges I think I've still got a few, get a few, a, a couple of this weeks to go, but like, because I didn't MVP any of that. I've already got. Anyway. I've already finished the hundred assists. Oh, <laughs> part man. one of the season. Oh man, that is that is my kryptonite assists. <laughs> I think I probably make way more assists on average than most people, probably. Mm. <laughs> Mainly because I I don't score that much. I guess no, I don't. I, I guess I intentionally play a lot more passes. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I tend to do that a lot more these days i'm getting more into the sort of passing game rather than the just charging in game but it's a uh, but then every time I, every time there's a lovely opportunity and there's nobody in yep. the goal mouth and the ball is just hanging yep. there i'm still like trapped in like the trajectory of me making the pass so i can't go for it yep. and then nobody else is there so i can finish it off and you're like come on guys it's like in duos like that's probably a common occurrence, right? Because yeah. we're like, like, oh, right. Yeah, well, we've like, asked especially. We're, we're playing a little bit. Play. We play a little bit more safe, yeah. right? And uh, yeah, but in in trios, someone can do that. That's that's that is the other problem that I always have. We just like that's part of the watching your two teammates fail at defense is why are two of them back there? Because oh, they're God. not they're laid out correctly, they're bunched up. It's always me by myself, and then my two teammates, either at either at the end of the field, they're like, "I'll be making a pass up front," and both my teammates are at the other end of the field because yeah. they're getting boost. <laughs> or the worst thing for me is is like playing with a teammate who, okay, admittedly this might just be accidental because they are me and his playstyle might be or their playstyle might be very similar, right? So you end up just next to each other the entire goddamn game. Or, like, I'll be going for something and then he'll come from behind me and, like, steal it. I'm like, why would you do that? I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, like, oh, just following me around the entire, entire match. And it's just, that is so annoying. I mean, that is, I suppose that is the one advantage of, of me being by myself and my two teammates being at the other end of the field. Yeah. You <laughs> like, are... they can't interfere with what I'm doing. Yeah, 100%. But then they don't finish what I'm doing either. No. That is, that is the most frustrating thing when you've got someone who's just following you. The entire game, or and then just stealing your shots, or screwing. Worst of all, like screwing up your shot. Like yes. you get the perfect moment, you dive in for it, and then he mushes you out of the way. And you're like, why? <laughs> I mean, sometimes I can understand because yeah, the FOV, right? You're, you're not going to see everything that's going on. Well, but I mean, arguably, I think the default. Well, I say default. The not default default that the community tells you to play on is like a 110 or something mm. and I think mine's which I can't high. manage at all yeah I think mine's a, a bit higher than how the game st- starts out but not a huge amount um, but yeah sometimes they just cut you up yes I like or hit you from behind into the ah oh, that's the worst yes I trying to go for that pull shot <laughs> I did well not trying though <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't, I don't like people could actually learn to defend it would help a lot yeah I feel like I'm the only, like when, when two cars are together it feels like I'm the only one that seems to care about that scenario and, yeah. then, and then go I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be the one that peels yes I mean it's super annoying when they do legitimately come from behind mm. I mean the, the thing that I, happens with me a lot is if I'm already in goal like I, I've already seen that the enemy are making an attack and because I'm always at the back I'm already in goal mm-hmm. <laughs> and my teammates are coming back from upfield and then they just drive past me to attack the ball it's like stop at the back post <laughs> let yeah, me yeah, do yeah. something <laughs> I mean there is a there is like some reason to do that like you're maintaining you, momentum you get, yeah have momentum you're hitting it harder therefore in theory you're clearing it but like better if the ball is quite unquote. moving real slow or there's not really any immediate threat or like we've got time to arrange ourselves yeah, yeah there's, there's no, no need, need for to it. blow straight past there's no need for that but then how often do people even come in at the back post <laughs> that is again another failure of people on defense it's just like if you'd go to the back post you'd be able to see where your teammates are and see mm. what the threat is and like have time to make a judgment make yeah. a judgment but just dive in and mash it against the wall and then it doesn't go anywhere and then it falls onto the enemy <laughs> or it robs centers yeah <laughs> it's like oh i've said it in front of my own goal that was a mistake <laughs> <laughs> is that the rob center move <laughs> yeah that was an old, that's an old school Rocket yeah. League reference for us. That is, yeah. When like the early days, it's like, oh, it's a rub center. Like, sorry. <laughs> and I have now seen that spray can goal explosion, and it doesn't spray anything. Oh, really? Because yeah. I've I said I've not seen like, anyone use it. Like, well, yeah. I mean, maybe, that, maybe that's why. Mm. But like as I said, when I when I was looking at it in the preview, and it, you can't really see it because it's so high up in the preview window. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's got to be spraying something up there, but it's not. Oh, <laughs> it's just okay. one, like, casually waving around in mid air. I do like how they've made it so like the, I've got the like the just the spray can topper, right? On, like, but not the whole can, just the top part, right? And yeah. so when you're boosting, it actually sprays. sprays. <laughs> like, that's kind of cool. They should have made it face backwards. They should have made it face backwards. <laughs> Make it an added boost. Or perhaps that should be another one. They could have the front-facing one. They could have the rear-facing one. Do you have a choice? Yeah, maybe. And, uh, okay, last for the transitional segment, I guess. Uh, I I took the cartridge for Hyrule Warriors home and played it myself. I'm well, I'm dying to know how this went. Like, well, because because we accidentally played a solo round last time we played yeah. it because I forgot to put it in two player mode and I was like, you know what? For once, let's just see this through. Yeah, that game looks way better in single player. Like obviously, obviously, <laughs> well, I mean, runs, yeah, obviously, yeah, it runs it runs way more stable. And there are certain details you don't get in two-player, like you know where it said like health advocate over one of the new vicious enemies. I mean, that is, that's not in the base game. That is only the DLC. That's the DLC. But you do that whole bit of UI isn't present in no. two-player mode. Like the, the full-screen health bar, I guess. Yeah. But that advocate. <laughs> but that also started like as I was playing it, I was like, I'm good. I learned some small things that I never noticed okay. when I was playing. Well, I guess, well, one thing I noticed, which probably isn't exclusive to single player and is probably just from playing on Rob's TV rather than mm. like sitting at my computer, <clears throat> is that I didn't even, I didn't know that there is a 
warning sound effect when an enemy's about to shoot a projectile at you. Like, I knew there's a visual. Wait, what? I knew there's a visual, like, it has that little white flash yeah. when an enemy's about to shoot a projectile, but there's also actually an audio cue to that as well. Is it's there? quite quiet. Wow. But, okay. like, <laughs> but, like, I've never noticed that when we're playing on the TV. I mean, that game's proper loud yes. when, like, things are popping off. I guess we're at the point where it's never a dull moment, right? Yeah. And I guess there's two of you. Two of you're, us, you're, yeah. just, you're just getting a lot mo- of noise. Moves are just happening. But, yes, there is an audio cue attached to that. I noticed that. Huh. I guess headphone advantage, I guess. Yeah. And then I guess related to that to that uh well I guess it's not actually new at all. It's just something I, I it's much easier to do in single player, but like when you're when you're locked onto an enemy and it's showing that full health bar, obviously you can just shift targets by like right yeah, sticking yeah, yeah. it. But like it's much easier to know that's happening in single player because you have that full health bar. Like you can just see the name of the enemy you're targeting. So if you're mm. if you're in like a finisher sequence, you can already be changing your target. So when you drop out oh, of the sequence, it's nice. already looking at the new enemy. Okay, gotcha. That's that is nice. Yeah. So that's kind of helpful. Yeah. And then like then I was also doing some experiments into like very specific differences between single player and multiplayer like if you have a because most of the missions have more than one character Mm. but in multiplayer obviously you're playing two of them rather than just having a support character that you can switch to sure but i so i was experimenting with like if the second character has a weapon that has certain runes equipped seals equipped on it are those effective which they're not basically only characters you're, you're, that you're currently playing do the seals have any effect because oh, I, I was trying to be like so if, if I have if, my second character have a sword that has like healing items drop rate hmm. will that affect the drop rate even though I never use them but it doesn't you just, actually just, have to just, physically just, be playing as right, them yeah just because they're nearby doesn't mean you're getting the just because they're in the mission yeah although weirdly conversely to that if you have a secondary character in a mission but you never switch them they do still get the mission completion xp at the end oh okay because i think that is it's hard to tell because the ui doesn't really explain it but that xp boost at the end is separate to like kills kills Mm. happen the xp for that happens continuously because obviously you can level up during a mission Whereas that bit at the end that is bit at the end specific. is just, it's just the extra, yeah, you did it, bonus. So you get that even if you never switch to that character. Huh. So you can kind of use that to level up characters that are behind. That you don't care about. Provided yeah. you don't need them in the mission. Yeah. Which obviously in single player you might do, because you kind of need to swap around a bit more to do things in a timely fashion. Well, yeah. Well, if you're doing a time-limited one in solo, presumably those are... Depending, unless they change the rules for those a little bit, then like may, those are probably a bit trickier unless you're sending people to be where they need to be. Yeah, I mean, I have been doing that more. But and I don't think anything is... It's hard to say because I'm, already, I'm way back in the early game and I don't even remember half this stuff, but like right. I don't think anything has changed. Although one thing that has changed intentionally is that I'm only playing it on hard because I realised that, that it, like playing it on very hard was just dumb <laughs> in single-player. Is it, is it? Is it actually like legitimately just like pushes it over the edge? Well, the trouble is that like the ways that game could increase the difficulty, you have enemies do more damage, mm-hmm. and that's just like that's a skill problem where it's just like you just get better at yeah. avoiding the damage. So that's like that's a legitimate way of the game being harder. But then the other way is just either enemies have more health or you do less damage, which functionally the same thing, but I don't know which one it actually is. No. But that's like that's that's no that's like that's nothing to. It's like no fun, and it, there's nothing to do about that except grind. 
So I'm just like, there's no reason for me to play it on very hard. and Because I'm using, like, the point where I switched, I was on a mission where I was using a character that was like seven levels over-leveled compared to the level that the mission said it was. Right. And I had a fully maxed out weapon, mm. and then an early game fully maxed out weapon. Sure. So it's just yeah. like lower damage overall. But I was getting nowhere near finishing that mission. Right. With all that extra, like, theoretical damage output. And I was just like, this is dumb. <laughs> so I'm just going to switch yeah, back to hard. It's interesting, isn't it? Because we didn't really have that problem. Maybe they haven't scaled. Maybe yeah, like two so players. Like we have double the DPS essentially. Yeah, two because player. we're in two player, and so we've never felt that in very hard mode. But like, yeah, you put it in solo, and that's actually an issue. So yeah, I dropped it back down. So maybe to like hard. maybe that makes more sense for like actually going back and doing a mission, right? So play through on hard, and then and then come return, back when you're come, super over leveled. Yeah, and come back and do it in very hard, and yeah. then maybe apocalyptic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was that. That was. I just, at that point, I was just like, oh, I'll just put it on hard, which kind of sucks because, like, I don't mind the difficulty of the damage output mm. of, like, you taking damage because, like, that's fine. I can just, I can be better at the game and overcome that. But sure. the, 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 like, low damage output from your end, that's just impossible to overcome in with skill. With, with time challenges, <laughs> yeah. But the... Yeah, it's the it's the timed stuff that's presumably is just yes. going to really suffer there. Everything else will be fine. The regular missions will be fine, I'm sure. Just yes, although you know you don't always know if there is going to be a time limit. That's the trouble. Mm. I mean, a lot of them, a lot when you see a mission that says time limited, it's like okay, but a lot of them have like a bit that is time limited. Mm. But yeah, I was I've been. Also, the other advantage of having my demo save is because I that that was why I had a super overleveled character, obviously, because Link right. uh, just had a bunch of extra levels. So it, it's been making like keeping up with the leveling curve easier because it's cheaper to upgrade everyone else in the training camp because the the highest level of him is so far above it makes the lower levels cheaper. Oh, because it's okay. proportional to how far behind they are. <laughs> right. So actually, our current plan of like ditching trying to level everyone is probably beneficial if we did want to just boost some of our lower level guys. To a point, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can bring them up a little. But yeah, it's because, and also I've been trying to primarily have basically everyone with an XP bonus and drop rate weapon because I because I know the future end of this game I'm like I'm going to need all this shit <laughs> so I might as well get the drop rates in early right so all this time where I'm playing the early game I'll be getting the maximum amount of stuff I want the good stuff so I can uh, get more XP and then build even stronger weapons for my stronger starting weapons and obviously yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for improved drop rate weapons but I've only found one so far mm. even though that is the the most nebulous bonus ever mm, <laughs> which yeah. like doesn't even do anything because the few times when I've been using that weapon it's like do these weapons that have dropped look any better not really no <laughs> most of the time not <laughs> I mean it depends if, it, yeah, if it's a percentage chance again but that's not super exposed right like those ones that just say improve quality of yeah. drop weapons there's or... no, no percentages or anything even if it had a percentage, it wouldn't really help. To improve what percentage? What? Mm. Like, well, you, or you'll get an improved one ten percent of the time. And I'm also like, what, on top of the RNG of what one you got in the first place. And I'm also like, what does improved quality of found weapons even mean? Does that include ones you get in chests, or is it only ones that drop off enemies? Or do those oh. not count? Or is it only the only the ones in chests? Yeah, good point. 
<laughs> it's the most useless bonus description ever. And then is it the chests that come out of enemies as well, or just the ones that are fixed on the levels? And what about the ones that respawn, like the ones on the skull, the skull chests? Oh, the skull towers, yeah. That respawn. Can those even drop weapons like that? I, like, I do you ever realise what comes out of a chest? I mean, Because <laughs> it's just a light bit of UI that appears for a second and then goes away. Yeah, I don't know if we're watching it that closely. <laughs> I think they can. But yeah, so I've I've been messing with everyone's weapons and trying to get, get everything, looking for those fuses, of course. Mm. And as usual, some people just have them. And I, I've also determined that it definitely doesn't matter what weapon you have equipped on Impa, she just generates special so fast. Right, that's, <laughs> even, that's just even her character trait. Even without the bonuses that we have on our weapon. <laughs> right, that's just her general character trait, just yep. fast specials. She's still ridiculously overpowered, <laughs> <laughs> You could argue that every character in that game is ridiculously overpowered in the world of Zelda. Oh, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Everything about this game is ridiculous. And that's that. I think that covers all of the ridiculous number of different games I've played. Probably not. I'm probably actually still forgetting one, but yeah, yeah. good enough. Serendipitously, I've not been playing a whole bunch this week. Well, well not a much bunch of whole butt stuff. A whole butt stuff. A whole, <laughs> a whole butt of stuff. A whole <laughs> butt of stuff different. Like, okay, it's, it's all my usual hitters. I haven't really played much new. So, uh, yeah, I, I finished the main game of Hollow Knight. As in, I beat the last boss. Right. I beat the I beat the Hollow Knight. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not that big a spoiler. No, I guess not. Given that he's not mentioned really at any right. point. And there's a lot to like about Hollow Knight, but I think my, like, original things stand a little bit true i think it is too big for its own good like and i i really wish it did a better job of like exposing where things you could do next are right because there's a lot of time tracking around yeah and then then, you're just like so many times where i'm just like i really don't know what to do next and then eventually you stumble on it and you're just like oh okay cool i can do that now um like you'll find a an item that effectively acts as a key, but you can't remember or you've never seen what that key could open. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, well, where do I go? Where the hell do I use this? Because the map doesn't help you with any of that. The map mm. doesn't, the map will highlight some things like vendors and stuff like that. And you get given little tokens you can put on the map yourself. But then it's up to you to remember what those damn tokens mean and right, yeah. what you need where and stuff like that. And it just, uh, yeah. And some of the areas in that game are just, they are 100% optional and thus 100% hidden. <laughs> like, you can get some areas, you get a little hint that it exists, and then you'll go in and be like, well, clearly this is only a small part of this section because I can see other bits off the edge of screen. Right, yeah. Or whatever. How on earth do I get in here? And then you spend hours trying to find how to get into that area, missing the one spot where you can because it's a, because it's a secret. And it's a, uh, but it's like it's a, it's a chunky area, and then usually those chunky areas have a boss in them. You know, it's like there's like so many optional bosses in this thing. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I think it's. I know it's kind of its vibe. Its whole vibe is you don't really know what's going on per se. It doesn't really. It has a narrative for sure, but it's a. Uh, but it's not really about the story of what of. What you're doing of what happens to you during the game, if that makes sense. There is a background story that you don't really know about that you're piecing together, kinda, super loosely. Mm -hmm. 
Like it's it's not you're just in a scenario and doing a thing, and other characters sort of talk about, oh, you're going to do this, aren't you? But they don't tell you what this is. Is yeah, and it's um, uh, and that's kind of that game's whole vibe. So like, I, I kind of get why they went all in and said, well, it's like, well, the vagaries are the game. Therefore, you're not going to get a map like Super Metroid that shows you where you missed stuff. Right, I guess. And it's like, actually, I find that really annoying. <laughs> I would yeah. quite like to know where... I mean, Castlevania does that as well. And like when I played... Um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Bloodstained. It doesn't always tell you where you've missed stuff either. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I think I think Bloodstained had a, did a slightly better job of being a more condensed map whilst making it slightly easier for you to remember where you might have missed things. Right. Um, and that game got... I'm not going to sugarcoat this. That game got bloody hard in the end. I know I started off my playthrough saying, oh, what's the big deal? It's not that hard. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm finding it quite a cakewalk. Then. Oh, no. <laughs> Towards the end, that game was hard. Yeah, serious. Like, yeah. It's like Cuphead hard by the end. Oh, oh probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's real tricky, and then but you are like you know when you eventually do every now and then you find something useful and it's yeah like, okay well I'm now a little bit more powerful but yeah. every now and then you find a secret area that leads to something completely useless to you yeah like I found a whole nice secret with like a door I could go in and it's like oh and I like you find a door and it goes to a separate area you're like oh okay this this is probably this is probably meaningful. Only to get to the bottom of it, it's just a whole bunch of cash, and it's like I've got too much cash. I don't need cash. Now, nope, what cash. a waste of time this was. Uh, it's too big, but it's good and too hard. I'm I might be getting to the point now where I just don't know. I know of things I haven't done, but I have absolutely no idea how to do them. Right, and I know of things that I haven't done and I know how to do them, but I can't do them because they're insane. They're too hard, right. <laughs> I mean, you've finished the game. I mean, it, it, Yeah, I've got like only like 220 achievement points for it. Like, screw <laughs> you game, it's super harsh on the achievements. Right, oh well. Uh, it like locks 100 achievement points away, I think, for doing a steel run, as they call it, a steel soul run, which means don't die. Wow, hardcore. One of them is for doing it without dying, like just get to Hollow Knight and beat him. The other one is for hundred percenting the game and beating Hollow Knight. And it's like <laughs> that's if you want to destroy your controller, like it. Abs- <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. absurd. <laughs> I want to know if the completionist has had a go at that because oh, I'm sure because he's done like Ori and things like that in in, <laughs> that has in, in, in like Iron Mode one shot modes. Yeah. Um, and that's not a short. I mean, it's shorter than this. This is up. Like my play, my play clock is like at thirty-two hours now, and I'm at like eighty-nine percent completion. You eventually, like, right at the end, you unlock the ability to see the game completion, mm-hmm. and it can apparently go to one hundred and twelve percent because there's an achievement for getting to one hundred twelve, and it's yeah. like, what's that twelve? So I'm quite a way off, and I have absolutely no idea how to get to those things. Ugh! What do I do? Yeah. Do I bash my head against it or do I just start looking stuff up? Like, which I don't really like to do if I can help it, but maybe I'm at that point where if I really do want to carry on with this thing, I just got to start looking stuff up mm. and be like, how do I do this? There was, there's been one thing that I looked up and that was after I defeated the Hollow Knight and that was because I didn't realise one of the things I had had, a, an, a, had an effect that I didn't realise it did. And so it was just like, because the game text didn't really tell me that I could do that with this thing and it's like 
Oh, oh, okay. There's a few more areas I can go to, but I've done those now. Mm. <laughs> and one of those did have a really bloody tricky boss behind it. So, <laughs> yeah. Anywho, you, you, and you might be wise. Uh, just straight up top tip: I mean, if you come across the Colosseum of Fools, just don't try the third one unless you're really ready. God, it's an epic, epically long fight, and I've never been able to get all the way through it because it's insanely long and quite tricky yeah and just when I thought I was on a really good one like it went for like I thought it's like oh I must be near the end of this it went on for at least the same amount of length so it was twice oh, as long, twice as, I as, thought, long. as I thought it was God. and I still don't know if I'm anywhere near the end of it by the point I died blimey I got to a point where there was no floor so I couldn't heal <laughs> 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 and like that's my core strategy is just like find every opportunity to, to heal, heal at all yeah. times get those Estes flasks in <laughs> yeah I have a few more abilities since I last attempted it but so maybe but good god it's long yeah long anywho hold on night. It's, it's it is good it is good I'd, I'd like I'd like to think that they perhaps have learned Oh, I mean, I, d I don't know. Like, it's one of those things. It's it's one of those games that is good and is so well loved that maybe they won't uh, make too many changes for Sink Silk Song when that does eventually come out. Um, but I I, I, I kind of want it to be a more condensed, but more or even if it's even if it's as long as this, just be a little more helpful. Just a little. I want I want I want to have some knowledge of where I'm. Or just update the map with things I haven't done. You know, that would be nice. Like, oh, hey, there's some, there's, <laughs> you saw this thing and you haven't dealt with that yet. That would be fine. If like, if it's not like even a secret, like secret <laughs> walls I can destroy is like, obviously keep those secret, right, whatever. But like, if I've seen a thing, like just mark it, like. <laughs> well, that's what the map markers are for, That's what the markers right? are for, yeah, but I don't want to do that myself. Like, and then like have a limited number of, they have a limited number of them. No, and that's you have to, more And you have to buy them and there's only four colours for them. And it's, yeah, just highlight them on the map. You saw a thing here. Go, go have a look at this thing. Just little reminders. Maybe have more fast travel points, just saying. Oh, it does that thing at times where it's like you might find a really tricky boss, but it might actually be just that little bit too far from a save point. Yeah. So every time you die, you've got to traverse to the boss. I hate that. I just want to do the boss again. Don't make me go there again. Even if I can just get there without, you know, if even I can get from like the spawn point to the boss without taking damage, that is that has become wasted time to me. Just take, just let me do the boss. <laughs> it's probably why I'm not gonna like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, why I won't play Dark Souls and stuff like that because they do that right they do yeah running all the way back to the boss just want to play the boss actually they might have changed that for I, I think they changed that for Elden Ring like there's always uh, yeah. a save point in front it's of bosses world, right yeah. yeah anywho Hollow Knight uh, obviously I'm playing a, I'm still playing a smeg ton of Splatoon uh, Splatfest happened last weekend the first proper Splatfest uh, and oh. I'm going to colour it with <laughs> my brush of disappointment. <laughs> colour me. Colour it brown. brown. Yeah. <laughs> colour it brown. Yeah, the one ink colour that doesn't exist, I suppose. Uh, yeah, there's no, there's there's no, no brown. Deep uh, brown covering everything in poop. <laughs> There is white and there I is yellow. I think they right. might have done that for a Splatfest. Had like a white and brown combo. 
Yeah, maybe. Like it, we won yeah. the previous games. Uh, yeah, I found I found Splatfest a bit disappointing because yeah, it's Splatfest, but ultimately, like for me, that just meant that the ranked modes are turned off and you're doing nothing but turf war, uh, which is sort of normal. Except, like, unlike Splatoon Two, there's no such thing as like the bonus weird stage that Splatoon 2 would have. Like, there'd be, like, the, your two normal maps that, you know, that everybody knows. But one of the... Um, oh, one of the members of Off the Hook will have made a map, supposedly, and it will be something a bit different with some unique mechanic sometimes, or mm. but just something a bit weird, something a little bit different, uh, and then throw that into the mix as one of the options that could come up uh, over, the, over the fest. That's not there. You don't get that. Presumably because they want you to do the, the new thing, the tricolour battle which obviously only which only happens during the second half of the Splatfest mm. but then I ran into the problem where I wanted to do that I wanted to do the tricolor fights I think they're interesting mm. um, because they're, they're, they add just enough spice to make it different from regular turf war just a little bit so I wanted to do more of that so but the way you do that in this is that when you're in the lobby, you can pick to go into a turf war match, or you can pick to. There's this playlist option to be like, I want to go into tricolor battles. Mm. But it seems like it can't deal with that, or maybe there weren't enough players, or I don't know what, because it would ne- if, if even if I picked that option, it would just put me into turf war games. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and it, it it admittedly it did that during the 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 pre-fest or whatever you call it the preview splat fest as well but uh that would happen a lot less frequently than it did here because over the course of i put many hours in playing it on that second day and uh i got into exactly two tricolor battles um two and it's like so your new thing for splat fests i can't do and the interesting part from splatoon 2 is also gone so <laughs> huh this is a step backwards isn't it mm. it's a shame and i'm still getting that stuff where if i'm on an absolute blinder of a game those are the ones that seem to fail <laughs> if i'm doing really well you'll then get a communication error has occurred and it's like oh for the love of damn it <laughs> uh that said Clearly, I think I found my weapon set that I like to use. Oh, yeah. Like, I've needed, I, I like using that Nez Zapper because the weapons are all slightly different from how they felt in Splatoon 2. They have all been tweaked. Did you the, like the Zapper before? In Splatoon I think I liked it for a bit in the first Splatoon game, but then sort of moved away from it. And uh, uh, I've gone back to it now as my go-to. I'm doing way better since I've started using that. Uh, moved away from the dualies and I've, I've basically been experimenting and this is the one where I seem to have been doing had the most success yeah so I might stick with it for a little while and uh, then get back to experimenting because that's what you do um, <laughs> that's what you do in Splatoon and obviously Salmon Run's there to just put you into every weapon that you hate uh, <laughs> that's what Salmon Run's for yep <laughs> Uh, which I'm still having the same problems with Salmon Run that I had originally. Not enough maps. And also, I'm at the difficulty level now where I've boosted it up where, okay, it can be pretty challenging to get through the, the normal waves of Salmon Run where I'm at. When it then spawns the King Salmon, uh, it's next to impossible. 
Like the, yeah. the time limit is super tight and there is so much stuff spawning on the level. Almost every time I see that thing, it's a high tide variant, which makes it even more impossible to achieve because the map is just crowded and there's stuff everywhere and everyone's dead all the time. Uh, yeah, I don't think that thing is very well balanced. Like, So it's impossible for me. It's impossible for me to earn the scales, which are the, the like king salmon currency that you then need to unlock other car- other colors of slop suit or some stickers or some yeah. other locker stuff pointless stuff but stuff yeah and i can't get those because the salmon the king salmon bit is too tough mm. uh so i think they need to rework it a little bit okay. or um yeah, figure out ways of making that slightly more doable or make it not so much of a jump in difficulty when you're uh when it when it comes up. Makes sense. The only time I've ever beaten it was like when I first started playing the game and the first time I saw the damn thing and that was when our team got it, but that was on like like when my when your when your pay grade is like super low. Uh that that's the difficulty of the of the challenge is low. Mm. So I think you need to change that. Uh, and to be honest, in the last two weeks, I don't think I've gone back to the campaign. Mm. Like, I've left it alone and not finished it. Um, it's not where the draw is for well, me. no, it's not primarily a no. single-player game. But. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I, but this is the first time that's happened, mm. right? I played through Splatoon 1s almost immediately. I think I did the same thing with 2. Uh, I bought the single-player expansion for Splatoon for 2, two. <laughs> the yeah. Octo expansion. Loved it. Um I'm not getting the same ingenuity vibe. I think it's just it, like there's just too much. Again, like again, the Splatoon 3's problem all over, right? It's it's not yeah. bad. I can't I can't really say it's any worse, but I'm just getting too much of that. This is the same vibe. Mm. Uh, like I'm doing this again, but just mm. it's like another DLC. Like again, like a not a not a not enough new. Um, Fair enough. Hell, I'm, yeah, it's still it's still. Mm. Mm, I want to be playing it right now. Like it's like that's like I just want I just want to be doing that. Um, but Kippers did give me a minor distraction last weekend because he said over the chat we well we saw him playing something called Shatterline, which looked like a free to play shooter, and then he piped up on t- on chat, and I'm like, oh no, he's going to try and drag us into this free to play shooter. Like, <laughs> no, it's like I don't, I don't I don't I don't need another shooter in my life. I've got Splatoon and we've got Derg. That's fine. Drop it there. Well, um, speaking of that, just before you get onto the thing you're actually about to talk about, he even messaged me about another different game. Oh, a different one. Okay, <laughs> which appears to be. He says it's X Dice developers making, from what we can interpret from this trailer, it looks like it's probably going to be an Overwatch esque kind of team based game, except the hook is like basically destructible environments. Oh, like all the buildings and shit are destructible. So, team Red Faction. Yeah, basically Red Faction multiplayer, but like with teams. I mean, that could be rad. It could be, but then it's just like. I, I don't know. I, Can I it run on your PC? Is well, the, obviously is, is not. obviously the big question. But, but. The, the thing is, like, in order for that to work, the destruction has to be server-side, right? And we all know how well that went with Crackdown 3. All right. <laughs> sure. And also, I, even though it's, like, the, the stupidest thing to say, like, ex-Dice devs doesn't fill you with confidence any longer. <laughs> it depends from what era of Dice. Yeah, I guess. 
Yeah, if it's current Battlefield. I mean, on the plus side, so. it's Unreal and not Frostbite, so <laughs> <laughs> they're not <laughs> screwing themselves with that. Gives it one fun fresh. I, I mean, yeah, okay, well, maybe that's worth a little look. See, see, the idea sounds cool. I'm all up for some mass destruction. But the thing Kippers did push me towards yep. is something called uh, Omega Strikers. Right. Which is, uh, all right, so... Uh, MOBAs and League of Legend. It's like, okay, the idea is mildly intriguing, but I hate how they control and I hate the length of the game and I hate like the complexity of it. So let's get rid of all of that and like make a MOBA-like control system where you play a game of football. Right. Kinda. Like it's more like air hockey, <laughs> if I'm if I'm gonna make that analogy. But like mm-hmm. um yeah, so it's a it's a three on three, free to play. Football MOBA, <laughs> I guess is the way to describe it. So you're, um, yeah, you move, you move your characters around. You have direct control. Like the the best way, I've, the, for me, the best way you can play it like a MOBA where you click to move your character to where you go on the on the on the board and then do actions with them. You know that stuff. But yeah. For me, you, but you can WAS and D it as well and use the mouse for aiming. So I play that way. Um, they have experimental controller support that, honestly, I think once they get it working, that will be the way to play the game. It, it, but for me, when I pushed the stick, my character went in a totally different direction. So it's, <laughs> it's kind of messed up at the moment. Um, so, so, if, so if it works for you, great. For me, it doesn't work at all. So uh, I, hope, I hope there's an update to that. Um, but yeah, so like it's it, but it's... But, so like a MOBA there's a whole bunch of heroes or strikers as they're called in this case that have different abilities different strengths and weaknesses different uh, uh, ways to play essentially and it's uh, it's a game of football you have, you have your strike attack that doesn't hurt the other that doesn't do anything to the other team members and is designed for purely hitting the ball and you, you mush that towards the goal and then you have everyone has unique abilities like I don't know there's this big guy big hamster fella called Dobu who has the ability of throwing a, a wall of sushi bowls in front of him or just ramen or something so he creates a little temporary bar- barrier in front of him that will stop the ball going around both inside and out so if you time it badly you can actually like make a problem for yourself <laughs> like your sushi will appear on the wrong side of the board and it's like oh god it's right next to the goal oh what we're doing um uh or there is just uh there are just straight up attacks so you can attack the other members of the team and they have a like a um they have a health bar that when they reach as low they go into a staggered state that makes them easy to push with attacks and if you push them off the edges of the map they are knocked out temporarily um you know, giving you a power play, and the game will even like when you score a goal when 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 you're on a power play, it'll even do the sort of like hockey thing, and it's like it's a power play goal. They don't, they forgot about the other side though. Like if you score shorthanded, they don't say shorthanded goal. Yeah. Like they, they should really do that. Um, and honestly, that is kind of all there is to it. Mm. But it's properly addictive, <laughs> and, I, and and I had a pretty great time actually with it. Um, uh, yeah, I found it very hard to stop playing it once I started, and I think think Kips and I played it for like four hours straight. Um, it's it's good, and it will run on practically. There's there's like no graphics options, but it doesn't need it because it's not like a graphical powerhouse. So Zach, you could run this. You could be our third teammate. You could you could be our defense that we so sorely need. Actually, I'm all right in defense. It's fine. Um, I dig it. Yeah. Uh, all, all everything in the game can be earned. Well, every character in the game can be earned through progression. You don't have to buy things. 
there is a currency because it's free to play because of course they have to make money somehow but that's for skins or if you just want to skip ahead and buy the heroes that you don't want to uh, like unlock through in-game currency stuff like that which is a fine model it's all right no no complaints there uh it's a little rough around the edges i would say especially some of the menu stuff looks a little unfinished Mm. um but it it is open beta so it's not like out out um and clearly there's plenty of room for them to add stuff to things like that because you can sort of customize your character and be like, oh, like you can add traits to their... Yeah. You can pick certain like buffs, I guess. A bit like how Multiverses does it, actually. It's quite similar to that. Um, oh, you need to pick a buff of this character, of, of this type, sorry, to go into this slot. And it's like... This was a perfect opportunity for them to rip off the Monday Night Combat sponsors idea. Yeah, they probably <laughs> should have done that. That would have been great. Get juiced. <laughs> get juiced bacon yeah bacon. i just want to be sponsored churros. by bacon churros oh my, oh my god don't 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 make me sad about monday night combat again uh omega strikers yeah decent check it out check it out um if you can't play it right now that's fine hold off i'm sure when it comes out of open beta it'll be even better um but it's but it's quite good fun at the moment Sweet, good to hear. Yeah. Omega Strikers. And that's me. Cool. Um, I finished a normal run in Into the Breach with the, <laughs> the Frozen Titans this time. Hooray. So that's good. Although uh, I screwed up on the last turn and, and got my my frozen art my ice artillery in by tentacle because i didn't notice yeah, that, right. <laughs> that the environmental thing was on it well, you only need one of the pilots to survive i guess if you want to carry them into the next round. yeah that's true but i was like oh he came the whole way <laughs> and he got eaten by a tentacle on the last turn oh well never mind uh, you'll definitely cool. be in vain yeah so yes, that is a good game, and if you want to see us playing it, it's available on our YouTube channel because we're playing with some of the advanced. What's it called? Yeah, advanced edition. advanced edition uh, team and the Bombermex, etc. The Bombermex, yeah. And we've not. Well, I mean, spoilers for future videos because we haven't uploaded the fourth one yet. But no. we're on the last mission now. Yeah, we're about to. Hopefully, in the next one uh, after the next one. And hopefully, <laughs> it will be a nice, easy finish. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, I don't think we can possibly fail at this point. I mean, I hope not. No, unless we're real dumb. Then so far, we haven't been real dumb. There's been plenty of moments where it's just like, oh, I'm sure this is the best way. And then, like five minutes later, we go, yes, but yeah, but, <laughs> ah, but what about but this? Here is the solution. Yeah. So check that out on our YouTube channel and all our other videos. Happy salad. Um, right. And um, and then uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks with another one of these here salad casts. Let's hope there's more interesting news. Yeah, yep. let's hope so. So join us then. I mean, we were spoilt last time by like what Onal, Sony, PlayStation. Uh, yep. Or maybe yeah. no, Onal was <laughs> Sony, Sony, Sony and PlayStation. So, Sony and PlayStation. Sorry, they, don't, they count as one entity. Not <laughs> Nintendo. Uh, some other shit going on. Can't always be a busy week for news. No, uh, but at least I mean, games should games. be coming out soon. In That's theory. true. Games are coming. I mean, we're, we're only a couple weeks away from Bayonetta 3, guys. Yeah. Game of the year. <laughs> Potentially, uh, at this point. I think it might be Tunic, but let's see. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. Strong, what's a strong contender? <laughs> let's see. Um, uh, so join us for more gaming news potentially if any happens. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and also, all we've been playing next time on the Salacast. Goodbye. <laughs>